0: Welcome back to another episode, long awaited episode. Very much so. <laughs> very long, very anticipated, uh, at least on our parts. So we, we, you may have forgotten about us out there, but we've been anticipating this for But a long we haven't time.
1: forgotten about you.
0: No, we have not. We never forget about you. Uh, That's right. This is the Know Nothing Nerds podcast. Uh, welcome, everyone. Um, we're taking a break from our Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, that one will come out eventually, uh, maybe in the next decade, um, <laughs> hopefully. It's uh, a finish it up. But uh, as a tradition around here, because we've skipped a couple of traditions this year, because 2020 and 2021 uh, have been- uh, uh, Have been crapshoots. Yeah, yeah, have been crapshoots. These um, these last two
1: years don't get to count, okay? yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we're gonna keep with our tradition of our end of the year wrap up with our top five best and top five worst uh, moments of the year, um, and we do got some doozies for you. I got some. I got a feeling that there's gonna be a few of them that have either are gonna line up with one another or they're going to be on the same list, uh for both yes, of at us. least I, I, I can guarantee at least two
1: of our favorites are going to be the same. And I think you're gonna be you might be surprised which two they are. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of an exciting thing that, that might be. I'm not so sure about the worst because my worst list is very like kinda all over the map. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I I can tell you I can tell you three that are for sure not on your list of my bottoms. Uh yeah. real quick though what I want to mention is I I pulled it up just to make sure that, that I have this right. I'm going to try and edit this cuz I'm actually I'm taking the next 2 weeks off from yeah. school and work and everything. Uh, mostly school is work, so I'm taking the next 2 weeks off from school. Um <laughs> this year 2021 uh, we have released six episodes of the podcast this will be this will be our if I get it done before the new year this will yeah. be our seventh episode and if I get this out before 2022 two of our seven episodes will be a best of and worst of. <laughs> 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 because because we were late, we were, we were late, late to put out yeah, the, the right. 2022 20, one. So our first episode, January ninth, is when uh, our best and worst of 2020 came out. And there's a good chance that, that tomorrow, Christmas Day, I will get this episode out. So we'll we'll two of our seven <laughs> episodes that we released this year. Are just best and worst
0: lists. That's awesome. That is awesome. That you know, it's it's kind of in our nature to kind of go that route to get things out a little bit later than we anticipated and uh, kind of shirk uh, uh, on shirk on our uh, other responsibilities um, with the podcast. But that being said, uh, so before we get in, like any any nerd things uh, going on um, that you've uh, been indulging in recently.
1: Yellowstone.
0: Yellowstone.
1: Congratulations, sir. Yes. So I have kind of had a, like a bit of a pre new year's new year's resolution. Um, because so, so for, for those of you who haven't, Caught up with us since August 5th when we released our last episode. Um, a lot has changed in both Twitch and, and my life. Uh, and one of the things that changed in my life is I was very fortunate, very lucky to be able to take the plunge into being a full-time student while I finished my degree. Um, and the, the, the first couple of months of me doing that was not super successful just because I – Definitely way overworked myself, and I was yeah. doing, like, 75-hour weeks of just doing school. And that's a lot of school. Um, and so one of the things that I decided to do, and I, I started doing it this week because I, I took this week off, and I'm going to take next week off as well, is I'm going to start reincorporating, like, the things that I enjoyed doing previously yeah. back into my life. And one of those things was watching TV shows and movies. I haven't watched a TV show, Twitch, since i pretty sure – i gotta be careful here mayor of east town which oh, okay. i watched which i watched as it was coming out uh yeah. mayor of Easttown release date
0: it was definitely this last year it was definitely april. In 2021 yeah. yeah yeah so
1: like april may june so probably okay. june was the last time like i watched tv <laughs> Yeah. And so so I'm like, all right, I got to get my my TV show going back. So I added a couple to the list. Uh, Arcane is up next after I finish Yellowstone uh, because I've heard some seriously great things about it. Um, But that's really it. I've just been sort of re myself. I I haven't stopped reading, which is great. But literally, uh, my my reading is so boring to you and the listeners because I'm (laughs) literally just – i'm literally just reading game of thrones and again the girl the dragon tattoo just always just um, those are the books that i'm just always reading so but that's that's really it for me i i I have i have just kind of decided to with now the uh like ninth rebirth of our podcast here i've also decided to do a little bit of a rebirth of my my nerdy habits as well so Uh, what about you sir what about you
0: so uh we'll kind of get into this when we get into the the top 5 uh, uh best of section. Um but because of certain revelations that have happened in the Marvel universe, um yeah. I've been getting reacquainted with some old properties. Before hang, on, um,
1: before you talk about these old properties, can we just blanket statement spoilers for no way yeah, on, yeah, on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, if Just, you haven't seen No Way Home, like at any moment those the, the spoilers could come out at, a, at a, any corner. At any um, corner, any corner, any corner. Yeah. Is there anything else that we want to blanket? People must have seen Dune by now. I think yeah. No Way Home is really the only property that D- we should warn. No
0: Way Home is the only one that we really need to warn about. Um, the other ones that are on my list, like they've been out for a while, so people should. Yeah, get I up. think
1: everything else is fine. If they
0: haven't caught up on it, then you know that's on them. That's um, on you. So yeah, but yeah, blanket uh,
1: statement, spoilers for Spider Man coming out of out of every corner.
0: Yeah. Um, but no, uh I've been getting reintroduced to Daredevil. Uh and I'm gonna work ah, my way yes. through all of the uh, Netflix Marvel show properties. Um I did watch all of Daredevil. I did watch all of No, that's a lot. I watched uh two seasons of Jessica Jones, um, and then half of season of Luke Cage and then um uh I think I watched all of uh uh god what was the kung fu one dude god bless America oh yeah yeah. there we go iron fist completely unforgettable uh Um, But I really want to go through it again, not because I think that Marvel is going to introduce all the characters into the MCU. Um, I just kind of want to get a full picture of it, specifically because Charlie Cox, like as Matt Murdock, as Daredevil, was absolutely beautifully cast and beautifully executed. Um, And then, you know, John Bernthal as the Punisher, as Frank Castle. Badass job. Unfortunately, I only watched the first season of Punisher. I never got into the second season. Um, but they just did such a bang-up cast job with uh, with uh, Charlie Cox and John Bernthal as mm. uh, their, their title characters. Um, and I do think that uh, Christina um, Ritter, I think that's her name, uh, as Jessica Jones was well cast as well. Um, I just didn't get into the second half of Luke Cage, so I never watched the second season, but I'm definitely yeah. really want to get into it. Cause I think that they did a great job with that first half of that season one. It's just after they kind of, they, 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 uh, took out the big bad of that first season so quick. Sure. And then the person that they put in there to replace the big bad, it just kind of felt like a cheat. It felt like we already saw the so- story for season one, so it didn't need to go much further. So, I'm definitely looking forward to going back over all that stuff um, again because I love I love Marvel properties. I love these ones because they feel a lot more grittier. The storylines are definitely a lot more um, in tune with uh, the type of stories that I like. As much as sure. I like the Marvel Plus shows, um, you know they they they're definitely geared towards like uh, a broader audience, whereas these a ones very are general towards, audience, yeah. The, Netflix you know,
1: seem to be a bit more adult.
0: Yes. Oh, easily, easily. Yeah. You know, uh, the fact that the Punisher like brutally kills uh, <laughs> an Irish mobs in the first episode of Daredevil season two, uh, <laughs> and there is so much blood everywhere. <laughs> so I didn't. That, I didn't see season
1: two. I've only seen season one. Okay. Um, of of uh, of Daredevil and. I loved it. I thought it was so, Dude, so much it's fun. it's so good. It's so Holy good. Holy crap, The casting so
0: of that show was phenomenal. I know that a lot of people didn't really like Foggy, the guy that they cast I with loved Foggy. I did too. I, I don't loved get, Foggy. There, there's I, didn't aspects know, I didn't know, of him know he was that, getting flack. I honestly didn't know there, he was getting yeah, flack. There's aspects of him that are a little bit like too much of chewing the scene and stuff. But there's other sides of his personality, which is just like I love the guy. He's a he's yeah he's what um, uh, his ex girlfriend from the big fancy lawyer firm calls him Foggy Bear. He's a big lovable. He is, bear. he is it, genuinely a Foggy Bear. Like, I, there's
1: there there's no better way to to describe his yeah. character.
0: Um, and then Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. <clears throat> Chef so perfect. To that. So it is perfect. one of the best representations of a Marvel villain in my opinion, like hands yes. down because yes. he wasn't necessarily bad for bad sake. There was a very clear motivation to yeah. why he was doing what he was doing. Um, and he, he played the hell out of that role. Yeah. That's why yeah. when uh spoiler alert for Hawkeye, um, he he turns out to be kind of the big bad of. That's Hawkeye. right. I remember hearing um, that.
1: I remember hearing so, that. I really yeah. so. Hey, did you watch Hawkeye? Did you? I watch did. The, I have did. You seen the whole yep. thing? I watched the is, whole thing. Is it? Should I watch it? Is it worth watching? Like, is it a good? because like, here's the thing. What what I have coming up is Arcane. I want to try and finish Arcane yeah. before. Because here's what I have on deck. You ready for what I have on deck? Because two big yeah. ones: Book of Boba Fett and um, Euphoria season two. Those are my those are my two on deck shows. Yeah, I, yeah, those yeah. are pretty those are pretty heavy heavy hitters, yeah. I think. But
0: Hawkeye, it's a it, it's not going to it's not necessarily going to be like a, a make it or break it as of right now. Sure, could, because, could end up being because it's it's one of those things where they're building up more towards like the out future, like the, the, the further future out yeah, situations yeah. of things. Um, the phase four, if you will. Yeah, not immediate. Like WandaVision, yes, WandaVision would be a good one to get caught up on just because of everything that's happening with the multiverse side of things, with the Spider-Man. No oh, yeah, home. and now and then especially then with with uh, uh, Str- 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 Strange, Doctor Strange uh, into yeah. the uh, multiverse Into the, <laughs> uh, the
1: Strangeverse.
0: Yeah, so like that that side of it is good but you know like with uh falcon and the winter soldier um and hawkeye and yeah loki to an extent like you know you could you could wait a while before you dive into those and it would still make sense what you're watching now sure 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 brought up as marvel tentpole movies and stuff um you know, Loki it, it's just Loki's just a badass show just in general. Like I it's heard worth a watch. Spectacular thing. It yeah, is I've... spectacularly done. Yeah. Um, you know, uh um Tom Hiddleston, like guy nails that character all the way through. Um and Owen Wilson uh is just phenomenal in that uh that series. He's a lot of fun to watch. And the 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 season finale of that first season, it, it's worth it. Like, it's worth watching, like, even if you were, like, so confused by everything that was going on in Loki, it's worth it just to get to that final episode, because that Hmm. final episode is so well done in so many ways.
1: Um, I almost feel like with properties like this that I need to see them with Marvel fans, because so I watched the bulk of my Marvel movies with one of my friends who's like huge Marvel fan yeah, and having, having him there to walk me through certain things, very clutch, very clutch indeed. And I think that, uh, Marvel is like leaning into its own campiness and being like calling Easter eggs to itself and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And and so it would,
0: I think it would help a lot to have, uh, a Marvel fan watch that with me. But
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just a lot of fun, but yeah, the the Daredevil that's pretty much the big nerdiness thing. Um, you brought up Yellowstone. Um, I would suggest if you can uh, watch uh, hit Taylor Sheridan's new show, uh, the Mayor prequel Kingstown. No, not oh. the prequel. This is a completely separate story. Oh, separate that's world. on Hulu, right? With no, Hunts it's Space? on. It's on. Uh, it's on Paramount Plus with uh, um, uh, Jeremy Reiner um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of and, Hawkeye. Yeah, uh, it is so damn good, so good. And it, dang, it's,
1: you know what's funny is when I saw it, like I I almost gave it a pass. Like I was almost oh like, no, really I'm watch that. Yeah, no,
0: uh, Taylor Sheridan rocks it out of the park, and it's kind of funny because the the show is created by not just him, but also um, pulling it up real quick. Um, a guy that he's worked with a lot. He's a character actor. Um, Let me get him up here. Hugh Dillon, who is... uh, He plays the sheriff in uh, Yellowstone. Um, Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the creators. Him and Taylor Sheridan created uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Um, And it is... Phenomenal, like uh, Mm. it's it's definitely it's it's vastly different from Yellowstone. Oh uh, sure, but the 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 way that the characters are wrote, the way that they are uh, deeply complex and stuff, is still that same great thing that you same kind of Yellowstone feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, It's got a little bit more of a grittiness uh, to Sicario. Um, which was one of the projects that Tara Sheridan wrote uh, originally. Yeah, because he did, he did that <clears throat>
1: trilogy, that Hell or High Water and uh, yeah. Wind River. Yeah, he worked he worked yeah. on those three with with yeah. uh, what's his face, whoever did those. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Um, I would check that one out for sure, Mayor of Kingstown. Um, okay. Uh, I'm I'm not caught up on it completely. Um, and if you haven't gotten yourself caught up to Yellowstone season four. Oh, dude!
1: I, I literally, like, I literally started Yellowstone last week. Like oh, really? I, I, I am not far into it. Yeah, dude, dude. Yeah.
0: I, I will not spoil anything. You do not. Please want don't. That because show here's
1: here, here's what's kind of fun. Because I I didn't even watch a trailer. I haven't seen a trailer for it. I don't know f- nothing that's going to happen. I'm literally going into this completely blind, yeah. which is very cool. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm looking forward to that, and it's one of the reasons why I'm trying to bust through it so quickly because. Yeah. The more people I tell that I've seen it, I feel like the more likely it is that I'm going to get something spoiled for me. I will. I will so not I spoil anything so... for you.
0: Um, I will tell you that it is. Um, it has some of the best written characters in television ever. Um, I'm already like head over they, heels for it. They are. They are so immensely planned out. They know the backstories of these characters, where they're coming from, their motivations for. All of their choices absolutely yeah. make sense in the greater context of things, and Beth is one of the most absolute, beautifully destructive people I have ever seen written. Um, I I I, is,
1: I I hate Beth in all the right ways. Like that's how I that's where I'm at with her right now. Like I, she I,
0: is she is an absolute monster, and I don't use the and I'm not using this as a derogatory thing. Um, because I think Beth would say it herself. She is a man eating bitch and she is beautiful at it. Um, She is easily one of the strongest female characters ever written. um, And every aspect of her is motivated. Um, There is a specific reason as to who she is and why she is that way. Um, and I love it. I absolutely love it. It is, it's easily Yellowstone, um, has taken the cake as being my favorite TV series of all time. Holy Um, shit. No way. It it is easily, uh, Taylor Sheridan. Um, I, I think I came to the decision like recently. It was definitely after I saw wind river that he easily snuck into not, not snuck into, he, he just like punched right through into my top three writer directors. um, and uh, that that number one spot was held by Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, and depending on how Licorice Pizza turns out- I was going to say, have you seen may... Licorice Pizza yet? No, I haven't. No. Um, but it, it's definitely on my list. And like, depending on how that one goes, uh, he may still hold that number one spot. Sure. But Taylor Sheridan is like very close to gaining that number one spot. Because I have yet to see- uh, a movie or a series done by him that I don't absolutely follow. that in you love didn't with. love, yeah. So
1: uh, okay, you're gonna need to tell me when you watch Liquor's Pizza* because I saw it and I'm very, I'm very curious when you see it. I want to talk to you about it. Okay, so we're, we'll we're do. Gonna, we'll do. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll do a. Maybe we'll sit down and have to have a chat about it. You know, maybe we'll do. Yeah, that. Yeah, you know, for sure. We, um, can so ne- yeah. we can do that for next year's uh, episode. <laughs> yeah our single episode for 2022 single episode. yes yeah we gotta keep winnowing it down before we get back up we haven't uh, hit so rock yeah. but bo- we haven't hit rock bottom yet
0: no no not yet um so let's jump into it uh let's jump into our bottom five first and we'll end on a high note um yes, so see how seeing as how i'm leading the episode let's get on with your number five uh okay of worst of 2021. <laughs> So when we get
1: to the uh horrible mentions uh I of which I have 3 uh I will need to explain why this is number 5 and not in a horrible mention. So okay. I'm going okay. to kind of breeze past that for now. This is probably going to be my shortest explanation for it. But uh Marvel's Eternals is my 5 Worst things uh, uh, for for, for uh. the year. Now, again, I'll I'll explain a little bit more later why there are other things that are horrible mentions and not number five.
0: Yeah, but yeah, honestly,
1: yeah. like when I think about the the movies that I saw this year and the ones that had the smallest impact on me, Eternals yeah. is highest on that list every time. <laughs> so it just has to go there. I'm not saying it was a bad movie cuz I had fun in the theaters yeah, watching it. Yep. Like it's a Marvel movie, they know how to make a fun movie and this is no exception to that. It was a fun time. But as soon as I left the theater, I could not tell you a single thing that happened. <laughs> And it's, it's not for a yeah. lack of understanding. It's not because it's, like, a tenant level of, like, mindfuckery. It was just yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a very forgettable movie. Like, I just yes. I didn't care about anyone. I didn't care about anything that happened. And I think that's one of the problems when you make, like, demigods your main characters. is You're yeah. just like, these fucking people I can't relate to. Uh, and so I, I just didn't care. And that's yeah. why it's number five. And, again, I'll explain a little bit more later. But But that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Uh, Most of my – because not a lot of stuff came out this year, right? Like far more things came out this year than last year. We had way more content to work with this year than last year. But of the things, uh, because of this content drought, like I didn't really see anything bad there are two things that I saw that were horrible and we'll get to those yeah but like but you know what I mean like for the most part like there wasn't enough stuff for things to be like well that was shitty you know yeah. what I mean this was just like yeah that was not good and that's yeah. fine like I don't hate it it's just, it just wasn't great anyway yeah. number five eternals
0: uh that's crazy uh my number five is eternals as well <laughs> uh and, and same thing as you it's not because yeah. it was the worst thing it, it just it was underwhelming, and, and unfortunately, li- yeah. it's 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 what a lot of my worst stuff list is. It was just underwhelming, yeah. of a yeah. of a show, uh, of a movie. Um, like like you said, it was completely forgettable. Like you can't, there wasn't really anything that really made us really want to care about any of those right. characters at all. Um, I, I like the idea that we got a little bit more mythos of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how it was created and all that lineage and stuff like that however at the end of the day it's just like it, it was an easy resolution right. um i saw that icarus was going to be the bad guy throughout the whole thing like it, it was so it was so easy to tell that yeah. that was coming yeah. uh, right. for me um i didn't care about any of what the characters wanted, or anything like that, and it's not to say that there wasn't any fun in the movie because there was a lot of fun in the movie. The action sequences yep. were badass. The CGI incre- was a lot of. The fun. CGI is incredible. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the storyline or the um, the look and feel of the uh, uh, God, I can't believe I'm forgetting their name. The degenerates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the degenerates. Uh, 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 the, whatever the the opposite of the eternals and i should know this uh i just the words escaping me um uh i'm having a carson moment um anyways uh wait hang yeah. on do you mean like in that movie in that movie there were opposites of the eternals yeah 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 the ones that they were there to battle against that that was their purpose was to defeat oh. the the other dudes Oh uh, god the, uh, uh, anyways, the, the apex predators, the apex um, predators. Yeah. Um, like I thought they looked cool and I thought crow looked cool. Um, but like it, it, it just was underwhelming in so many ways. However, I will say I was a huge fan of the post-credit, post credit post post credit scene with, uh, Dane Whitman, uh, they, when he was pulling out, were, the they, hang on, were they called
1: celestials? Is that what they were called? Say
0: what? Weren't they called Celestials? No, 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 not the Celestials. The Celestials are the ones that created the Eternals and the... Oh, God, Google, help me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I honestly am completely at a a loss for that. I'm trying to see if...
0: Deviance. I knew it started with a D. Oh, the deviance. There we the go. Degenerates. God, degenerates. Divini- devi- Deviant. Deviance. Whatever. Uh, so anyway, the, the second, the second post-credit. The second post-credit scene uh, with uh, uh, Dane Whitman when he's uh, getting his uncle's ebony blade. Uh, oh and then you yeah. The, okay. You Hear the off-camera voice, uh, off-screen voice of immersal Holly. Uh, that that was the introduction of Blade into the. Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it was like our official confirmation that we're going to get Blade in the MCU, um, which is badass. I think that... uh, 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 I'm going to butcher his name. you know, Mahershal Ali. Mahershal Ali. Uh, He's going to do a badass job, in my opinion, playing Blade. Um, He has the look. He has the sound. um, He he has kind of the... um, The characteristics um, uh, that I kind of see from what we saw with the original Blade series with Wesley Snipes um, is just going to be a really cool badass character to see Mm. um, in the MCU uh, doing that. So that that was that was a highlight of that movie. But overall, just completely forgettable. Just meh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah and Harry Styles is in
1: it. And yeah. And okay, we, so I looked that up. Do you know, do you know he's booked for five Marvel
0: movies? Well, yeah, that makes sense. Um, most of them are booked for um multiple movies. Uh so Eternals but is But Harry gonna have.
1: Styles is going to be in five of them.
0: Well, and they're going to have because they're going to have obviously the the sequel yeah. and the and the third because they're probably going to because they always do the them trilogy in trilogy it. Yeah. They're, they're always done in threes. So, um,
1: I, I honestly, I really hope that they, cause the, I honestly, at this point really only have faith in Marvel as a company being the only ones who are capable of making good movies. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> um, but I really, I, I would love to see them turn it around. Cause I was curious about the franchise. I love the cast. The cast yeah. is all great. Yeah. Uh, except maybe Angelina Jolie. I don't know why she was, she was, she was there to sell tickets. Um, yeah, yeah, and and like, but that's fine. But I, I would love them to see them turn this into like a a good movie, and I'm all for them doing it. Like I haven't given up on the franchise. It was yeah. just a very meh movie.
0: Well, I w- I want to see uh, uh, Kamal Nalanchiali I'm butchering his name as well. Uh, I want to see him again because he was a lot of fun in that that was, movie. Yeah. Um. I, and Jesus Christ, did he get beefed up for that man? Like, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. that's such like a nerd like a a nerd like blow your mind thing because i know him from being such a nerd in movies and other tv shows and being a comedian and to see him buffed out like that like a (laughs) freaking beefcake uh beefcake (laughs) is just absolutely mind-blowing um so uh, to keep up the hope that like us nerd boys can look as sexy as that is at one day. is like a nice little nod. So <laughs> Feels good. Feels good. Feels, Feels good. good. Feels good. So, all right. Um, uh, what's your number four?
1: <laughs> all right. Another really quick one. I, I'm more passionate about the top three uh, than I am about these. It's just, it's worth noting because I went to the theater. Even, so I got Alamo season pass back, obviously. Thank God that's yeah, yeah, bad. Yeah, 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 Um And, I went to see Clifford the Big Red Dog in theater, and I've never regretted a decision more in my life. I saw the movie for free because obviously yeah, yeah, season yeah. pass would pay for itself by that point. And I uh, never have I ever. I went to see Clifford the Big Red Dog by myself. <laughs> That's
0: even better. <laughs>
1: and, and, and every single second, I was like, when is this going to end? I yeah, have yeah, nothing yeah, more yeah. to say. Yeah. Let it die in its memory. God, that yeah. was bad. It really should oh, be my number one man. worst thing.
0: <laughs> that that's probably how I felt about uh, watching Dr. Doolittle last year. I think I, maybe it was, I, yes. I went because Mom Doniff was wanting to go see it and yeah. uh, Delise was in town and we went and saw it and it was just like Oh, that was Ugh, the whole time. It was yeah. so the whole yeah. time it was just like I just want to fall asleep. Yeah. Like yeah. I really just See, want to fall asleep I, watching this.
1: That's that's how I felt about Clifford. And I would put it up higher on the list, but I don't think it deserves me respecting it in that <laughs> way by making it worse. Like really, Clifford the big red dog is the most insulting thing
0: on my yeah. worst list. Yeah. It just doesn't uh, deserve to be at the top. Oh man. What like was the CGI of Clifford? Did it look good it at you, least? So the
1: C- okay, let me let me let me pitch this for you. The CGI for Clifford in the actual movie that I saw was as bad as the first Sonic trailer. Sonic. Oh, wow. It was that
0: off-putting. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, That's and the crazy. story
1: was horrible. The acting was terrible. It was like the most – it was it was a horrible – like there's, yeah. no, there's no excuse for that movie. I don't care that it's a kid's movie. I don't care that it wasn't made for me. Zero yeah. excuse. It shouldn't have happened.
0: Yeah, and it's it's funny because those types of kids movies, like that's the issue that I had with Avatar: The Last Airbender, um, with uh, gosh, what was that other one? Um, there was another kids movie that came out, and it was just like the storytelling. It was just god awful. Like, yeah, there was no reason why it needed to be that bad. And like everybody's excuse is like, "Well, it's for kids." Yeah, for kids, and, and it's it, like you are like no, no shut it up. doesn't get that's, because that's because do you know excuse. what else is for
1: kids? Endgame. do you know what else was for kids most of the other marvels
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. Stuff. yeah. You well, know I mean? it, it, like here's here's my here's my here's my thing on that too like if you want to if you want a great example of a kids movie like actual legitimate kids movie that does spot on as storytelling spot on as far as execution cgi casting character acting all that stuff padded bear no, oh. Deadpool. Yes. No, <laughs> Deadpool for sure. It's a family movie. Uh, no, uh, Paddington Bear, the Pattinson first Bear. one and the sequel. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Both yeah. of them are just spot on storytelling wise, and it doesn't give you an excuse just because it's a hot property like Clifford um, or uh, Avatar or Doctor Doolittle. It doesn't give you the excuse to just throw in the just. Uh, not throw in the towel, but just be like, ah, we're just going to throw some stuff together um, yeah. and put it in blender and see what happens. So, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, that's so, so frustrating. Um, uh, My number four, this is just kind of a throw in there. Um, sure. And I didn't even watch all the way through the second episode of this series. Didn't um, even make it through episode that, two. Like, <laughs> I didn't even make it through episode two. Um, Cowboy Bebop. Netflix is mm. Cowboy Bebop. Um, I watched the, the anime when I was, uh, um, in high school and I loved the Cowboy Bebop movie. The Cowboy Bebop movie is absolutely amazing. Um, I couldn't tell you anything about it, uh, cause it's been so long since I've seen it, but I was really excited about this one because aesthetically the Netflix live show, um, live action really made it feel like it was the anime yeah. through the cutting scenes that they were doing. It made it yeah. feel like it was kind of just a really good homage to it. Um, John show uh, playing spike made sense. Um, and it felt like it was a true like adaptation of the original series. That being said, it just, it, it didn't feel right when I watched the live action um, it felt cheesy It yeah. didn't feel like it was It felt
1: like it felt like a sitcom without the laugh track Is what yeah. it, like, I've heard it being yeah. said Like it's, it, um, it's a sitcom without the laugh track
0: The jokes didn't land um, The timing just fell off And it wasn't that like John Cho Was a bad choice or anything like that Or the, the other casting It's just it, the chemistry wasn't there It just didn't have the same feel That the yeah. anime had And I think that that could be chalked up So that like there's a reason why anime doesn't work live action. It's just, it's no matter how many
1: times Hollywood tries to do it. There's a reason that it doesn't work every Um, time.
0: So like it, it it was just like, ah, I, I I can't even watch past the second episode. So I shut it like halfway off. I got like through 15 minutes of it and was like, I'm done. I'm done.
1: Not doing it. Not doing it. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that um, was rough. It it was rough. Um, Uh, Number three, You got my number three. Yeah.
1: Cause you just did your number. Yeah. 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 I did my number four. You did your number four. So you're number three. Number three. Uh, okay. So there are two things on my, on my, uh, worst that are a, like a lack of this thing. Uh, and I hope that's okay, but it's mostly just because the disappointment of not having this thing has really made this year suck. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And so I it, it needs it needs a place here. Um, Hollow Knight's uh, sequel game, Silksong has had no news at all. Okay. Uh, like there Not even a whisper from the developers. No tweets, no website updates, no, like, hey, sorry, game's delayed, it's coming in 2022. It wasn't promised this year. It was not promised Mm. this year. They at no point said that it was coming this year. But their last update that they had was for the holidays last year. So it's now officially been an entire year since we've even had any sort of heartbeat from them. And gotcha. it it's wearing thin on me because I I'm so excited for that game like so unbelievably excited for that game and it's just been a year of silence and I like every single morning I wake up being like this is the day this is the day they'll tweet <laughs> they'll tweet today they'll tweet today and then they don't and it's 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 starting to show like I think I'm losing hair because of this lack of news I'm aging twice as fast because of it so oh they got like. Like I, I, I don't I don't even know. Like I want them to take their time. I yeah, really yeah, do. Yeah. I want yeah. them to take their time. But I want them to tell me that they're taking their time. <laughs> like I and not. just, I wa- Yeah. 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 So well, anyway, that's my That's my number three.
0: Even though we got a feeling that book uh, six, it's six of uh, of Game of Thrones that we're still waiting on, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though we still hear from George, like I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. Like. Even though we know that it's possibly never, ever, 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 ever going to come out. Um, that, you know, that th-
1: Those little updates of saying, hey, guess what? <laughs> this is a thing that I'm acknowledging that still exists <laughs> yeah. is enough for me to be like, he does care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think he's just trying to put as much like hope that it actually is going to happen. But because of how bad season eight of Game Thrones ended, he just is like i'm done <laughs> like, but I'm the done. interesting
1: thing is, is like he can't possibly end up where the show ends just with everything yeah. that is happening in the books that is so completely different from the show yeah. like i i just i i keep thinking about it and like yeah he gave notes on who's doing what and and who's gonna end up where and like yeah. Bran could very well end up being the king in game of thrones but it's like the way that the show did it could not possibly be how yeah. he does it in the books yeah. But I agree. I think he he heard the the backlash and was like, I wish people would just kind of forget. I'm working on this yeah, for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then go from there. But yeah. people just seem to be getting more and more impatient, yeah.
0: so. Um, so when did when was Hollow Knight? When when did Hollow Knight come out? 2017,
1: 2018? Damn. Damn. Hollow Knight release date. February 24th, 2017. It's almost it's almost 5 years I, old, dude.
0: Well, and I I kind of understand that in the gaming world cuz like Again, take your Halo time. Two, Especially Halo because two, Yeah, yeah, you go. Halo 2 came, took like almost a decade, I think, between the first and the the uh, yeah, I don't sequel know. to come out. Um so like I understand that like we're and still I, hoping I, for a third, but I don't know if that's ever gonna happen. So
1: I I still am like completely on their side. Team Cherry, unless they've expanded, they made Hollow Knight with three people. Those three mm. people who worked on that game. So like I get it. Take your time. Completely take your time. Just let us know that you're still let, like working let on us it. Know. Yeah. And haven't just yeah. been like vacationing in Tahiti for the last two years. Yeah. Like <laughs> Uh, Even that would be fine if they just said, yeah. "Hey, we're gonna take a two-year vacation." Yeah, peace. I'd be like, "At least I know." Because now I'm just stuck in this limbo of like,
0: "Are they working on it? Is it gonna come
1: out tomorrow? I don't know."
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So on to my number three, and you're probably gonna disagree with this one, and I'm totally fine with it. Uh, it's uh, it's Dune. Yeah. Visually, what the fuck? Different. Stunning! I thought the visuals of it, cinematography, was amazing. Uh, I loved the acting. I loved uh, uh, our homeboy Aquaman um, in it, Um, and uh, 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 Oscar Isaac. I thought did a great job. Um, Timothy Chalamet. I. I Space Jesus, ah, yeah. It it just the story didn't sell me. It just was like, it felt like we were, and and it was, it was just part one of the Dune story, but it felt like we didn't really understand where the story was ultimately going. Like I do got an idea of the trajectory of the story. It just don't. felt like it was, I, <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you just don't but keep going, keep going, please. Uh, it was so slow and like took too much time. It took too much time it, it, essentially. Um, and focused on so many minute details that in the grand scheme of things of this type of story, um, that don't necessarily need to be there for the Dude. book totally understand totally understand the book taking its time and really going into the history and going into Did you that world did you read really, the book? Did you read the no, book? No, I didn't okay, read the see, book. Okay, see that
1: was that that was my that's why I'm like not as surprised to see this here and it's really yeah. funny be, that you said that the movie took too much time to explain things because uh, there's a group of book fans th- that that uh, I was texting with after the movie and we were all like they left out so much stuff. Like, they... <laughs> the, 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 there are so many, like, what I would say crucial scenes yeah. that they just didn't even, like, mention in yeah. the in the movie. And, and I remember sitting there like, are we just not going to do the dinner scene? We're just not going to do the dinner scene. The dinner scene's, like, two chapters long. Like, yeah. that could have been, like, 30 minutes of screen time yeah. for this one yeah. dinner. And, like, and, and you're saying that the movie still did too much.
0: yeah. It, it 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 was too contemplative for no reason at all, um, in my opinion. Um, I know that book lovers may disagree with that statement, but from book a, lovers do
1: disagree. I'm speaking on behalf of them.
0: <laughs> but you know, like it, to, to, for,
1: to 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 any of the book lovers who are squirming in their seats, don't worry. I'll have my say. I'm just being a I'm being a nice I'm being a nice being co-host. a gentleman. I'm being a gentleman. I'm being a good co-host. I'm letting him have this space and time to talk um, about. To talk, to, to tell his feelings.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, that, and I knew that you would disagree with uh, my pick on that and stuff, but it's just like personal feeling. Um, yeah. I didn't really enjoy it. Um, and I didn't really, I didn't fall in love with any of the characters. Like I thought that Oscar Isaac uh, did a fantastic job um, in that role. Uh, um, uh, man, why are all the names escaping me? Like, uh because there was a
1: million and a half people in that movie. Um,
0: there was a million and a half people in that movie. Um, so many. Um, uh, I thought that uh, uh, uh He he was really good in that. Um, uh, uh, Jason Momoa is really good. And uh, um, God, why am I forgetting his name? Thanos. <laughs>
2: I Josh, love Brolin. Josh Brolin.
0: Josh Brolin, Jesus. I'm crow. Um, I love the actors and stuff, but like their performances were good, but I didn't really care about any of the characters. I especially didn't care about Timothy Chalamet, um, and it's not because I don't think he's a a, a good actor, because I think he's good, like in the French Dispatch. French Dispatch, I thought he was great in that movie. Oh, we'll get to the French Dispatch, um, but uh, like. I just didn't care about anybody and that's what it came down to ultimately is that like if I would have cared about any of the characters, I think I would have had a better time and it probably would have just been like an underwhelming film for me, but I just didn't have a good time at all. That's fair. except for visually it was stunning. So visually
1: it was stunning. And that's on Denny, like hundred percent. Like yeah. that that vision of his was not lost.
0: Okay. So um
1: well, it is perfectly acceptable for you to have these feelings and to have not enjoy the movie. That is yeah. all. That th- these are things that I'm okay with. What I'm not okay with is you putting this as worse than a show <laughs> that you didn't even watch. You didn't even watch. I you watched well, an I episode had... and
0: decided it was so bad that you were going to finish it, and you think Duke okay. is worse than that. Uh- I, well and that's why I said my top five was a little eh Yeah yeah uh, yeah 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 or my worst five was a little eh but um I just had to throw I threw it in there because like my other two are much more deserving of being in the top sure, 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 sure. Yeah. three worst um for sure. Um but like Dune I just kinda had to put it there because there was so much build up to it. Um and then like and I understand like the the kind of the the audience uh, reception of dune is like 5050 um you have it's actually been hardcore. pretty positive is it I thought it was more 5050 it might have changed I since, think it's changed uh, I think I think opening week out.
1: was a little split but since since then it, it like uh, user review is 85 percent Rotten tomatoes is 83 percent so it's pretty like among audiences and critics both it seems to be pretty yeah. sp- pretty uh, pretty like I like this thing
0: gotcha yeah
1: yeah um so yeah uh what's your number two sir uh my number two is two minutes ago when you just told me that dune was your number three (laughs) least favorite thing let's move right on hey
0: we we made it uh we've done a meta it's uh we're we're in our own list on our own list list now No,
1: no no no. I'm I won't give you too much shit about that. I am upset, but it, but the thing is is actually what I want to challenge you to do is not read the book or try and avoid as many spoilers for the second half. And then I want I want to recouple this review when dune part two comes out dune okay because i do want to hear your thoughts on a lot of the things because like all of the things that you didn't enjoy are like that make like as i'm hearing it i'm like that makes sense he didn't read the book like that makes sense he doesn't know where this thing is going like it makes sense that you don't like paul like all of these things to me are like yeah i I understand why someone who doesn't know the source material would feel these this way so i'm not surprised to hear it i was just i'm just upset but yeah. but that's only because yeah. like I want you to feel the same way that I felt about Dune. But anyway, yeah. Uh, my real it. actual, I get it.
0: I get it. You just yeah. you're just using this as a point of like, okay, this is is officially the last episode. So, this is this know. is definitely. <laughs> I'm
1: I, 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 I'm not even gonna upload this episode. So I'm just gonna, <laughs> I don't want people knowing that I associate with you. Uh, my number two, Cowboy Bebop, the live action so uh, you've already you've already said a lot on it. Uh, I would like to uh now just mention real quick that every single one of these best of worst of that we've done, a Netflix property has been on my worst <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah every single one of them. Uh, so I mean good for you, Netflix you have been consistently mentioned in our in our podcast So uh, I, again, I have nothing to add I think I agree with you the first time I saw the anime was for the podcast. Uh, yeah. and I like instantly, so it's, it's not something that I grew up with and it's not like a part of my life or anything like yeah. that, but I still fell head over heels for the anime Yeah, and the show does not do it justice in any no. way. And no. I feel really bad for anyone whose first introduction to the show was through the live action. Cause it's it, just completely, yeah. it's, it yeah. doesn't do it. It doesn't do it justice. I think uh, like I don't even know if it captured the spirit, like you said, in, in visuals, just because from the first moment I was like, this is not my cowboy bebop. (laughs) Like it just didn't feel good. The acting was bad. Even though I like, I don't, I don't dislike the actors. It's just genuinely the, the, the material that they were given and the directions that they were given was was bad. Um, so I I have nothing else to add. It was a major disappointment. I did watch the whole thing and I am sad that I did that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah same thing with me on that i agree with you completely um my number two and i and i knew going into the movie that there was a good chance uh more than a good chance that it would be highly disappointing um but i had like i had some hope um what is a little slice i'm very curious um it's Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not surprised about this. Okay, all right. I I honestly was hoping that they were really going to let the shit fly and let Carnage truly be Carnage, um, but I think it was miscast, um, and it, it fall, fell into the same issues as the first Venom movie, is that the mm. story wasn't well thought out at all. Um, there was no outside of... Eddie Brock um kind of really uh realizing that him and Vennett, the symbiote they truly needed to work together and be one um and come to a common ground in order to work together, uh is was kind of like the arc that they were really going after with this. But it just felt flat. It felt very cookie cutter in a lot of ways as far as a uh Comic book action movie went. Yeah. Um, the The writing was sloppy. The dialogue was sloppy. There was a lot of turns in it that really were unnecessary. Um, Carnage's uh, um, love interest in the story didn't really need to be there. It was kind of a, a a piece that felt like it was thrown in just to give some dynamic to the story that didn't really have any to it so it was just really underwhelming in a lot of ways um the only thing that i thought was cool about it was the fact that they did bring venom into the mcu in the post credit scene mm-hmm. i thought that that was interesting it was just like oh kevin feige okayed this right that's interesting like uh what does that mean for um, Spider Man, no way home. What does that mean with the property going forward? And,
1: um, and then we sort of saw what happened. Yeah.
0: So. Um, and even though there's aspects to the way that, uh, Tom Hardy does the character of Eddie Brock, like his, his attempt at a Brooklyn accent <laughs> is a, it's like, yeah, um, Sometimes when you're trying to understand somebody from the uh, um, New England area uh, the upper northeast uh, coastal area it can be hard to really understand what the hell they're saying but like him he takes the cake like it's really hard (laughs) to kind of understand what the hell Eddie Brock is saying at some of those points Um, um, but I do like uh, the only thing that's like really redeemable out of that movie is the, um, the split personality that Eddie Brock is going through with being the symbiote and also Eddie Brock. Like I Mm. love the interplay between those two characters in, in the movies. I thought that that was a lot of fun in the first one and they really ramp it up in the second one. That's the only aspect of the movie that I liked every other part of it. I was like, I don't care about anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to see carnage like really let loose. And there was a couple scenes where he really let loose like in the prison That was some fun, but everything outside of that, it was just like, nope, that's not really... There needed to be more blood, <laughs> to yeah. be perfectly honest. And, uh, but, but, there, the
1: but the PG-13 rating completely nerfed yeah. them. It like completely yeah. nerfed them. Yeah. I didn't see that. that um, Let There Be Carnage and The Matrix were the two movies that I like saw that were coming out. And was like, I won't even use the Alamo season pass to see them. I'm so uninterested in them. And that's how I felt about Let There Be Carnage. Like, yeah. That and I, Matrix, I'm just like, I'm just not going to see these movies. Even though I, could I honestly for free, I don't yeah. care enough.
0: I honestly, like, I was like, before, because before we even recorded, I forgot that we were doing the top five, uh, top worst today. Um, I kind of wish that I could have seen The (laughs) Matrix. Matrix, Just so I could put it in my, just to put it on the worst list. Uh, like I almost preemptively was going to throw that it would in have there been, just because. That would have been legendary.
1: <laughs> You're like, so I just got back from the movies and I have my top five worst list all ready to go.
0: My my <laughs> first reaction to the Matrix trailer when it first came out was not like, oh my God, it's the Matrix. Because I've never been a fan of yeah. the franchise, even from the first one. Like the action sequences, great. They're a lot of fun. Um, CGI, as far as the time concerned. As far as the time is incredible. It was incredible, but it doesn't really stand up today, uh, today's standards. Um, But story wise, I was like, I really don't care. I don't don't give a shit. You know what's funny?
1: So uh, at the at one of the three times that I've seen uh, No Way Home, um, the first one. So when we went to opening night, we went to the big show, and uh, they. Had the like the world premiere trailer for uh, the next Fantastic Beasts movie. Uh The first time, Twitch, that this has ever happened to me for like a a franchise that I really love. Like it's never happened to me for Star Wars. Never happened to me for Harry Potter. Probably will never happen to me for Game of Thrones but this is the first time that's happened for a franchise that I loved where as I was watching it I was like I don't fucking care about this movie dude <laughs> I, I did not I, care. I was totally with you but I've, I
0: like I my my I don't care about it was it, it's not really a surprise because I've never been a huge Harry Potter world right, fan right sure And like, Um, I I really,
1: I was stoked for uh, the first Fantastic Beast, Like, out out of my gorge, excited for that. And then I was still pretty damn excited about the second one. But after seeing the second one with you and almost (laughs) (laughs) leaving the theater. Yep. Um,
0: Like, here's the funny thing about it, too. I went and saw Spider-Man No Way Home with uh, Delise. um, And when the Fantastic Beasts trailer came up i was just like "Eh." i was eh. like she's she's gonna want to go see it i'll go see it with her when she leans over she's like i think i'm more excited about this than the harry potter movies i was just like yikes <laughs> like <laughs> uh, wow tough. like I, that second movie was just so like S- the first one was okay. Like, I, first one I do got it. It was fun. Was mostly fun. because I thought that Dan Fogel's character yes, and his relationship yes, yes, with yes, uh, yes. What's Her Bucket was so fucking well done. Um, Dan Fogel is, he's amazing. Um, An incredible he was actor. a show yes. stealer. Um, and in the second one, that was main reason for me wanting to see it was for that storyline. Yes. And I think that he did a fantastic job in that one as well. And he'll do
1: a like, fantastic job in and, this next one. Like, there's no doubt about it.
0: That's the only reason why I'd be interested yes. to see it personally. Yeah. Outside of like going to um, be there with my girlfriend when she, when she I goes just, to I, see I, it. I, so
1: my thing, dude, honestly, and I'm getting, I'm getting very fatigued of this is like, they just keep Harry Potter, Star Wars, We'll have to see what Game of Thrones does, but they they like, they keep every time they reboot a franchise, they're like, Hey, you guys remember Dumbledore, right? And you're like, Yeah, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you remember Dumbledore. And they're like, Well, do you want to see that crazy, awesome fight that they talked about in the first couple movies? And you're like, No, (laughs) not really. (laughs) Did literally nothing else happen in this magical world that we have to stick within these like thirty years? Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, these yeah. people are yep. literal wizards, yep. and you're telling me that the only exciting thing that happened was in this like thirty year span? Like, I don't buy it. And the same thing yeah. with Star Wars. And Star Wars keeps talking about like Knights of the Old Republic, like all of these ages of like yep. cool shit happening, and then yep. somehow we're just so boxed into the Skywalker yep. trilogy that like we can't get out of this yep. phase. Anyway, I, I'm 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 getting increasingly jaded about people doing things like that. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that like, this is just the next step for me in that evolution of like, every time I see it happening, I'm just going to get increasingly more bothered by it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to do some, your, uh, do some yeah, mentions? Do you want to do some? Yeah. I don't, mentions? I don't really have any, but I may come up with some on the fly. Right. So um cool cool, cool. 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 So yeah, you go, you go ahead and give us your honorable, uh, dis- so, dishonorable so, mentions. So the first
1: two that I'm going to say are kind of, they were like, very, they're very much tied with Eternals. So these are like uh, the, the, the the movie and the show that I'm about to mention are like very much like on the same par as Eternals. Um, yeah. Lamb from A24, okay. the A24 movie Lamb. And I I really do hate to say this, but Bad Batch too.
0: Oh, so yeah. The, I didn't the, even watch a,
1: it. Yeah, so the <laughs> animated continuation of The Clone Wars uh, was something that my roommate and I watched uh, weekly and like we just we spent the entire time just making fun of it like that like the the whole time we were watching we were just kind of dumping on it and that like that made it a really fun experience but the show itself was really bad yeah. uh and and lam i went to see with a friend and the whole time we were just kind of like looking at each other like when does this like when does it, when does it get good? And it never did. Uh, and it 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 had an opportunity to become a comedic masterpiece of a movie. In yeah. which case, it, if if it had done this one thing, uh, it would have been my number one best nerd moment of the year. But there's a, essentially a moment in the in the movie where like it it could very much set it up for like a a zoo version of John Wick, and if it had done that. <laughs> <laughs> if, only, if only it had done that and become like zoo john wick i would have lost my marbles and again i would have said it was the best thing ever so yeah. anyway <laughs> anyway those uh, are my two uh and then gotcha. actually the one more thing that i just want to mention offhandedly is the mario cast announcement was a huge disappointment dude what the year. hell like why why I just, why do you needed, have to i had to mention that somewhere
0: yeah, why do you got to throw Chris Pratt in everything? Like it's so weird. Is he going to do a fake Italian accent? Is he going to do an Italian accent? Like,
1: I sincerely hope he does just so that we can make fun of it.
0: Like, you can get away with Sonic sounding like he did. Uh, I forget the, the actor's name. That does ben voiceover. Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. There we go. I knew it was Ben something. Um, you can get away with that because Sonic never spoke in the right. – uh, the, Mario the, Mario's the, got a few the,
1: trademarks that I can't see. Yeah, Chris
0: Pratt yeah. doing like Sonic. He did have the the animated shows and stuff like that where we did get to hear like his voice and stuff, but they weren't as like hugely like popular as the Mario. It's yeah. a be Mario. Yeah, like, it's like it's so <clears throat> you
1: should do the voice for it. Like honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: like, but Chris Pratt, like, he's got a very recognizable voice, and you if you're going to do a stunt like that, you're going to want to cast them in a way that, like, it's a character that can take on their voice, not yes. somebody that's already got their voice attached An to it. An iconic Italian voice. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Um, I really honestly didn't really have too many, like, dishonorable mentions. Like, there's a couple shows that I saw this year that I really had no, like, that I did try to watch, but like fizzled out, like why the last man, which was a hugely popular graphic novel back in the day, um, which like was really kind of ahead of its time as far as like, um, dealing with, uh, sexism and, mm. uh, 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 that type of stuff. Like what, what would a world look like if it was just women? Um, how would that look like? And that, the, the graphic novel is absolutely phenomenal the show just really fizzled out and it felt like it was wasn't. just trying to the show felt to me like it was there to like put a finger up to the man uh, type thing um and be more about the the social uh implications of the world we live in today rather than like being about the story uh, i felt like they were just trying to shoehorn stuff in rather than let the story be the story and tell those social things just by itself. Um, And then uh, I tried, I I was interested in it because I like some of the cast. It's going to be in the uh, Peacock NBC show La Brea. Uh, It's essentially uh, a show where uh, this sinkhole opens up near the La Brea tar pits and it, uh, it takes people back in time to prehistoric days when dinosaur or er, during like the days of saber 2 tigers and shit like that. Sure. I watched the first two episodes. And I was like, "Yep, this is typical like network television BS." Like, let's Don't throw some it. throw some like uh, quick writing in there, quippy lines, very basic plot lines, and get something Call going. It Call it a day. Call uh, yeah, it a day. Yeah, with terrible CGI. <laughs> <laughs> Could always count on terrible um, yeah CGI. um yeah it's just like very underwhelming uh but yeah that'd be my honorable mention your, dishonorable your honorable mentions, mentions. Yeah. yeah yeah so um so yeah let's get into the uh the better part uh and, no no, no. we, we have it. we have the worst oh we have the number one yeah we forgot. have the number one the number one worst we can't, yeah we can't, we, can't, we can't skip over the number one let's do
1: it let's do it okay what's your number so one worst? you already mentioned my worst uh okay. and I'm actually kinda of surprised, kind of bummed that you did because you used my number one worst thing as a silver lining for my number three <laughs> worst thing. <laughs> it's not that it's not that the Winds of Winter didn't come out this year.
0: It's, okay that's okay. that's
1: not what it is. It's that there there are kind of two things to this. George Martin said, and he said a lot of things <laughs> he said a lot of things and it's not for a lack of of updates like it was with no silk song release yeah. but george martin said that um if he if he wasn't done by by january like 15th or whatever there's a there was a con happening there was some sort of con happening that he was going to be a part of and he said that that con was originally supposed to happen in 2020 yeah and it, it i think it was in um Ireland, where the where the con was, but because of COVID, it got delayed until January. So he he tweeted, and he said he he gives he gives the country of Ireland his expressed written permission to put him in jail if he didn't have Winds of Winter released before that con. Oh my goodness! And as we all know, he did not release the Winds of Winter before that con happened. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's just like when I love having updates. But then there's such a thing as as bad updates, you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah if yeah. if the silk song developers were like, "Oh yeah, we'll have it done tomorrow, and that was like two years ago, that would be a bummer. and George R. R. Martin has continuously time after time, just like my dad going to get milk, promised to come back
0: <laughs> and never has and that, Wait, that it's for, I can for, only for, handle
1: that so many times in my life.
0: For me, it was cigarettes, not milk. But, you know, I, I get the idea. I <laughs> get you, the idea. But you understand what that feels like. And
1: it's it's starting to wear really thin on me. I, I can only read those books in succession so many times before I, I just need to see what's happening next. Yeah, He's released yeah. some sample chapters. He hasn't released any sample chapters this year. But I'm, just, I'm so bummed that he, like he keep, he keeps making these promises of being like it'll be done by this time it'll be done by yeah. this time yeah uh and and he's been saying that since t- since like 2011 and yeah. it, it's just, it's getting very tired uh yeah. and i'm i'm just ready for there to be some sort of like cuz Cause cause for him it's getting to a point now where every time he says it's going to be done by a certain time I just say yeah right okay no it's not yeah. Uh, yeah and and then move on so that was my most disappointing thing of this year is being like maybe he actually means it this time and then yeah. have it be not true
0: yeah i it sucks because like i understand as a writer why that's so difficult to do cuz like when it comes to writing it, it the it all comes down to you and your ability to put the words on the page. I, yeah. I understand the problem with that. Yeah. Um, if you're not a writer, it's kind of hard to understand. Um, but it, to be honest, writers are some of the biggest procrastinators I, in the I world. Oh, right, right. Um, we say that we're going to get stuff done, but we don't. That's why it's always good to have uh, somebody that keeps you accountable. Um, yes uh, to give you kind of a hard deadline. Um, that's, that's one of the great things about working where I'm working is that, yeah, we have to work on other people's projects, but part of the process is that we can put our own projects out as well. So my boss, he has goals set for us and we have to have, we have, they're not hard deadlines, but we have soft deadlines to get stuff out. Um, like this next year, we have to put out four projects to get built um within the twenty twenty two. So that's that it's not a hard deadline, but it's soft deadlines of like right. Here's the goals and, it's, and like still it's each, still, each it's, three it's months. Someone you need holding you accountable done. and yep. yeah.
1: And yep. what George is doing is he keeps adding projects. Yeah. So like he's he he is like the co-creator of the world for a video game that comes out in a couple weeks yeah and, like that's a weird thing and he's like yeah. doing he's uh, executive producing House of the Dragon and he's doing yeah. like three other things with HBO and he's working on two other books and like he yeah. wants to write another one of the um, one of the Fire and Blood books and, like which, which by the way he released a 700 page book in between yeah uh, 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 Dance of Dragons and what will be Winds of Winter and yeah. but the, the the thing that's becoming the most heartbreaking is that I'm pretty sure he's gonna have to do. So do you know how the chrono, chronology of uh, Feast for Crows and Dance of Dragons is? No, I don't. So Feast for Crows and Dance of Dragons are happening at the same time. He oh, just okay. literally he split the povs in half and then released it like that. And we're pretty sure he's going to have to do the same thing with Winds of Winter because it's getting to be so big. So yeah. it's going to be – we're going to see – we're going to hear half the characters' stories. And then we're going to have to wait another five years. And then we'll hear get the, other the other half, half. before yeah. we even get to Dream get of Spring, which should be book. the last yeah. book. So, it, it, it like, I'm so exhausted of waiting yeah. for it. Anyway. Uh, that, yeah. That, that,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that yeah, that, I get the frustration with that. Um, my number one, and it feels kind of a throw-in, but like with the the stars that were attached to it, the the hype that was put on behind it, um, be, by Netflix and other people, um, was uh, Red Notice, the rock. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, really? Um, uh, My buddy Ryan really Reynolds enjoyed that. I can't wait to tell uh, him that
1: that was your least favorite thing,
0: dude. It was so fucking. It was so basic, like so <laughs> absolutely basic. Um, the chemistry was fun between the characters. I will give him that. There was a lot of funny little like little moments and stuff. Yeah, but literally yeah. the the big pull of that was Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds. Like right. you put those two names in a movie together, you're going you're gonna to sell tickets. You're going to get, you're going to sell tickets. You're going to get people to watch it. Yeah. Um, I think currently it holds number one as Netflix's most streamed movie uh, or projects. Um, and it, it doesn't deserve to be, that's, that's Oof. the sad thing. It's like, a, um, uh, Adam Sandler's murder mystery, which I think used to be the number one, the number uh, one, hold that number one spot there for yeah. that. Um, but th- there was no reason for that movie to exist. The story was so basic. Same thing with the uh, red notice. I kind of called it from the beginning. Uh, have you seen it? Do you mind nope. if I spoil it for yeah, you? Please. People out there. Watch I'm, I'm going to spoil. Oh, red actually for I, you. I
1: think, I think, I think I totally called the twist. Um, yeah. because I was talking to my friend about it who watched it and he liked it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I was like, I was like, let me guess. Um, the rock and the lady end up turning on, uh, Ryan Reynolds and yep. the rock yep. and the lady, the rock and the lady are like in love with each other or something like yep. that. Yep. And, and my, my friend, he goes, well, well, yeah, that's exactly what happens.
0: Yeah. It was so, <laughs> it was so advertised the entire time of it. Um, There was just shit that The Rock did that was just like everything on there was just like too coincidental, too coincidental to what was happening. Um, Gal Gadot showing up at the same places that Ryan Reynolds and The Rock were at. Um, It's stuff that drives me nuts that when I'm working with my clients um, on projects where I read it and their stuff is just like, this is too coincidental. You're going to want to do something that either is going to highlight this as a possibility Mm -hmm. Um and bring it up early on, or it's just gonna feel <clears throat> like it's there because it needs to be there, right? Right, um, right. It needs to happen for a reason, and there's no setup for that reason to be there. And it, it, the, it was just kind of a MacGuffin all the way through. Everything was already planned ahead of time. Um, there was a heist reveal to the whole thing, like, um, uh, Gal Gadot and Dwayne's character, like. Uh, Being in on it the whole time And it was like yeah that was all predictable All the way through So it was just it was highly disappointing And like I love Ryan Reynolds I absolutely adore the man I think he is absolutely funny In almost everything he does um, Minus a few projects But it was just like It was just a Atypical performance by him Yeah, Um, yeah. It felt like a money grab More than anything Um, The Rock wasn't even that entertaining Oof. And the rock is usually like, and the rock is usually insane. the
1: entertainer, yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, I, I didn't feel it at all, the entire movie. So it's just like highly disappointing. I understand why people like it. I really sure. do. Sure, sure. Um, it, it's a popcorn flick, um, right? And I, I know I'm going to sound like a, a snob by saying this and stuff like that, but it's it's for. It's, it's definitely one of those movies that is meant for a general audience that just wants to kind of like watch a spectacle and watch funny lines and not mm. even really care about the story. Mm. Um, like, I know I kind of sound like a snob saying that, um, but there was no like true, there was no true story craft in that movie. Sure, sure. Um, and that's that's what annoys me because writers know better. Um uh, and that's Unfortunately that's a reason why we still get These schlock movies like Red Notice Constantly yeah, yeah, Because yeah. Uh, the, the studio system And I don't want to put that all on the faults of the writer It's very much a studio decision um, And it's also due to The decision of where people are Willing to put their money Into right. things You buy a ticket you vote for that movie to Movies right. like that to continue That's simply yeah. what it comes down to so yeah yeah yeah, well uh,
1: for Ryan Reynolds who's crying right now, um, you need not worry because Free Guy will be on Twitch's number one best uh, thing for for nerd moment for this year. So <laughs> You don't
0: have you don't. I- have to, you don't you don't have to worry about I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But uh, it may <laughs> but, it may show but, up in my list somewhere. But but
1: Ryan Reynolds, you don't have to worry quite yet. So, so yeah, just yeah. rest assured, rest assured, yeah. one of your movies will be on,
0: on Twitch's favorite <laughs> list too. <so. laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump into it then, uh, since how we're here. Uh, let's jump into the top five. What's your number five of let's 2021? Let's get some good things going on. Number five, Attack on Titan, season four, part one. So
1: Okay. The 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 final season, the first half of the final season came out earlier this year, um, <clears throat> and the second the 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 final episodes of Attack on Titan will be airing in two weeks. Um, Ooh! I cannot wait. It, it's going to be incredible. But the the direction that show has taken, and this is someone who has not read the manga and and won't. Um, yeah the direction that that show has taken in is like the, uh, it's hands down the best anime I've ever seen and the very limited amount of anime that I've ever seen. But depending on how the next couple of chapters go and how the show ends, it might be one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. And it's Ooh. just because of how crazy well-developed all these characters are and just how like, dude, it is a gut punch. Every single episode of this first half of season four has been like, like tearing my heart out and throwing it on the ground. Like the, the, the creators of that show did not give a fuck. They didn't choose. They, they didn't like keep anyone safe for anyone. Like there's no favorite character who gets to stay alive. Like, it's just not how that show rolls. But then also like, they're not afraid to like, book Tyrion Lannister you like some of your favorite characters are real shitty people and they don't yeah. bat away from showing that side of them. You know what I mean? Nice. Like increase yeah. as the shows, as the show's popularity has increased. So too has their ballsiness. And like, it's yeah. really like, I don't know how much of that is just ripped straight from the source material. I'm assuming a lot of it is. Cause that's usually how manga anime is adapted yeah. is just like page by page. Um, but like the, the creators of the show, the creators of the manga, whoever did that, like, it is truly masterful, and it it really does belong on my list of favorite television series just because of how emotionally captivating it is. So yeah, that was the, that was the easiest one to put on that list this year. Was like nice. yeah, obviously Attack on Titans going up there.
0: I still need to get caught up on it. Um, I've only seen through the second season. I haven't seen the second, uh, the third season yet. Um, and the I just cool need thing about that and is and like you still have
1: no idea what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, you, you just don't.
0: Yeah, I need to get re, re uh, reintroduced to Attack On Sight, and it's something that I've been wanting to get back into. Um, it, I just uh, don't have access to it, because uh, uh, they only had the first two seasons, or is it all on Netflix now? Because they did have the first two seasons on Netflix. Um, my number five uh, for this, and I'm sure this is further down on your list, um French Dispatch, uh, Wes Anderson's French Dispatch. I'm just glad to see it on your list. I'm just glad to see it on. Your I list. I had to put it in there. It, it's the first. It's it's the only art house movie um, that I've seen this year that yeah, I really yeah. think fully deserves it um, to be on that list. It's not to say that there wasn't good art house movies. Um, I disagree with your with Lamb. Being on your list for me personally, I understand fully why it's on your your, uh, dishonorable mentions. Um, But I loved that movie. I thought it was a really fantastic movie. The ending was just like bonkers as shit. Like it leads you down a track where you think you're going one way, but then it just takes a hard turn. Um, I completely forgot.
1: I completely forgot that you had seen that. Okay. So, all right, real quick, let me jump in here. So, when the devil, who I'm assuming is the devil, the, the. Yeah. Shows up. And I I I wished that they had that the 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 Lamb Kid sees the devil killing who he th- assumes is his family, yeah. and, go, and then goes on a John Wick revenge thing, killing <laughs> yeah, all yeah, sheep yeah, yeah. until he finds the devil. And that yeah, was my idea yeah. for how they could John yeah. Wick it. Anyway, yeah. uh, and again, it's on my horrible mentions and not on that list because I didn't necessarily yeah. think it's the worst movie.
0: Yeah. It was just
1: like it was. It just it wasn't my kind of movie, and you knew that. You, you yeah. Oh, I knew that. I knew that well ahead. Yeah.
0: Um, But French Dispatch, Wes Anderson knocked it out of the park. It felt like his uh, um, uh, opus, his Magnum Mm -hmm. Opus, in a lot of ways, uh, because it has a lot of flavors from all of his other films that he's done before in the past. Um, Each one of those four was it four segments or five segments? Technically Um, five, five. Yeah, because the. the, the, The last one was more of a prologue the obituary. A, or an epilogue yeah. Um, yeah. than anything. Um, but uh, every single one of those pieces had their own unique aesthetic to them, even though they're all very similar to one another. Um, I, my favorite one, it's tough to say out of those, those main segments which one was my absolute favorite, but I really kind of have to put the uh, jailhouse artist uh, in that because I think that... Um, Brody and uh, um, Del Toro were beautiful. So in that perfect. Whole, so whole perfect. piece together. Um, everything about that was a lot of fun. Uh, specifically, um, Benicio's uh, performance. And yes, that was just he, so I've, awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, but the writing was so good. The comedy was just so beautiful. And and this is one of my favorite things about Wes Anderson is that he doesn't just do. <clears throat> he doesn't do the laughs just for laugh's sake. There's there's a deeper emotional yes. aspect to it. There's something that reveal uh, that reveals character through those comedic moments yes. and stuff. Um, yeah. And I think he's the master of telling those types of stories. And the fact that like you really see his uh, his love for um, French new wave uh, and in, uh, Italian realism. In those movies, even though it's it's definitely more geared towards uh, a French New Wave type yeah. film, but there is there's aspects of Italian Neorealism that were in those those movies as well, and it, it's just a great. It, it's one of those movies that people are going to break down and use as film studies and classrooms and stuff. Yes, um, as a way to bridge that gap between audiences to try and introduce um, a younger generation yeah. into these classical um, uh, French new wave films, which I think yeah. are unfortunately being kind of lost on generations th- because of films like red notice uh, and, <laughs> uh, shows like cowboy bebop. Um, <laughs> Those uh,
1: are in the past now. They can't hurt us anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, and, and venom. Um, but like, <laughs> it definitely like i i wanted to put it up in my further up in my list and stuff but there's there's other projects that yeah. i think that are more deserving of those um but uh, from the film nerd perspective of me it's it's easily i would put it uh probably as like artistically wise storytelling wise um in my number 1 if i'm going from a critical Point of view, it'd be my number one in a in a top five list sure. of films that I've seen this year. Um but as far as like nerd moments, um, right, it's, right it's it's number five.
1: Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Nice. I, I again I'm just I'm stoked to see that on your list. Yeah. We actually we saw that together. Um Yeah. And that was our that was our last time at the Alamo together, wasn't it? it was
0: the last time at the Alamo together. <laughs> that um, was an not- excellent
1: send off not the, not
0: the last time ever but not the last um, time ever but the last time yeah.
1: we have both been at the alamo yeah um so my number four is mayor of east town uh um, yeah and there are other things that i would have loved to put on this list and mayor was the one that had to knock two of them off only yeah. because like i i'm a sucker for for like a good crime show but there are so yeah. There are some really specific things that I need in a crime show to make it like I want to actually invest my time into this. Yeah, and and th- this and the killing with um with what's his name who wound up being in the Suicide Squad, which I thought was hilarious. Um, um, Joel Kinnaman. Um, oh yeah, he was he was the lead in the killing. And, uh, like, both of those shows just really did it for me as far as, like, crime shows are concerned. And I just, like, again, the reason why it's here for for Best Nerd Moments is just because I spent, like, the entire time, like, geeking out, feeling like, finally I found another, like, really good, gritty crime show um, yeah. that doesn't pull its punches. Holy shit, everything. Like, there are so many surprises to be found. The cast was Dude, incredible. Yes. Yep. Absolutely incredible cast. Um it was it was cool to see Kate Winslet um and homeboy Evan Peters from uh from the first season of American Horror Story and uh, like a couple other people actually from American yeah. Horror Story were in that too. But anyway, like um I think that was great. And also we got Jack Mulham from uh the Society, who's in another yeah big, big HBO Dude, show. It now. was so weird seeing him weird in seeing that him. role. I was yes. like
0: it's like Grizz, what the fuck are you doing, what man? What are you doing? <laughs> Get back to the society, um, but anyway, so lovable. So
1: you're so lovable. Now you're so hateable. Um, no, but but I, again, spectacular nerd, nerd moments. Pretty much yeah. in every single episode. So yeah. so that'll be my number four. D- yeah, one.
0: that it was such a good show. And yes, Netflix, or not Netflix. Jesus, um, uh, HBO really does a fantastic job with their limited series runs. Um, you know, like. I, I, chernobyl I, I would, chernobyl is still phenomenal i rewatched that this year it still gave me the same feels that i had yes. when i first watched it um uh, uh, uh i'm forgetting the other one the outsider um the stephen king uh um uh adaptation absolutely phenomenal ben uh ben whatever his name is it was phenomenal in that and then i know that some people didn't like it as much, but the uh, um, the Watchmen limited series I thought was absolutely amazing uh, as far as the limited run show. It, and I, I agree with everything they said with Mayor Easttown. the The writing was phenomenal. All the characters were absolutely believable in the world, phenomenally cast, phenomenally acted uh, and portrayed. Um, and they didn't pull punches. They really kind of like threw you in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. The fact that like uh, um, Evan Peters gets killed in the what like episode to seven, last episode yeah 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 like just came out of nowhere. It was just like oh, they're like. They're setting up a great arc with him and like, yes. you know, and then all of a sudden like he's killed and it's just like, oh, she yeah. has to deal with this now. Like, like, yeah, she got him killed. Like there's no two Literally. ways about it. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's a, it's another death on her ledger mm-hmm. that she now has to feel responsible for. Dude, um, and then
1: those last two episodes, the twists that come with like each yeah. reveal of like yep. oh it was the kid who did like is so crazy.
0: Yep, yep. So yeah, I really like that one a lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad yeah. that's one's on your list. Um number four for me, uh the Squid Game. Absolutely. Oh wow. Loved every Twitch, second Twitch of that on to pop culture and everyone, dude. I I was skeptical at first, but I was like, I really got to give it a try because I've tried watching some of the Korean shows that they put on Netflix or the foreign uh, television shows. And it's just such a different type of storytelling that it, it's 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 expected um, from those, but I was absolutely blown away with Squid Game, um, and I should have anticipated that, you know it was going to be a show that was going to be really well done as far as being a Korean based film. Cause Korean film and television or Korean film is really underrated. It's starting to get more noticed uh, yeah. because of Parasite. Because of sure. Parasite. Thank God for Parasite. Cause, cause yeah. Holy cow. Um, but the TV shows and stuff, I was always a little bit hesitant because um, you got all these K dramas that are just like, Avenues for K-pop. And I like K-pop. I sure. do. I'm not I'm not afraid to say that I'm a K-pop fan. Um, uh, uh, but I was a little hesitant to jump on the TV shows. But the Squid Game was so well executed, pun yeah. intended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was so bloody. It was so <laughs> surreal in a lot of ways. Hyper realism. Um, but the fact that the... The everything that they did in there for the most part was a reflection of society. Like hmm. they didn't, they didn't just ham, the, it's, it's opposite of what the, why the last man felt like they're doing. Sure. They're trying to get a social idea of what was going on. What is going on in Korea? What is going on with the social, uh, uh, world around that. And, uh, between, uh, the disparity between, the rich and poor and yeah, uh, yeah. consumerism and stuff like that. Um, that was the the theme that they are trying to go for through it, but they weren't trying to just shoehorn it in there. They let the story tell that. And I think that that's the huge difference between that and why The Last Man sure. is that everything was revealed through a story. It was revealed through character. And I, that theme was just like just soaked all the way through it. And yeah. it, was, it was done in a way that, was easily digestible uh, as long as you could stomach it <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Um, but uh, it, it was just phenomenal in so many ways uh, I loved all the characters it kept you on the edge of your seat the tension building in that was uh, it, it was so good it was so good uh, if you haven't seen the movie um, uh, god what was the name of it uh,
1: you've got this I believe in your google foo uh-uh. And I'll try and talk through the open space so that I have less to edit. Yeah. Um, this episode was sponsored by Christmas. Get your <laughs> presents 100% off when you use promo code, NothingNerds nothing uh, nerds at checkout. Um, thanks so much for that sponsor. It's okay. DL. Yeah. I figured it out. Okay. I figured it out. <laughs> right, we, did it? We, did it. we did it. We did it.
0: Uh, uh, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, it's, I saw the devil. Uh, it's a Korean movie from 2010 so fucking brutal like all the way through it just keeps you on the edge of your seat um mm. i know that everybody likes to rave about old boy which is another fantastic um korean mil uh mil film um almost said milf uh <laughs> <laughs> it's korean milf, wrong, is really podcast, korean wrong, MILF. Podcast. <laughs> wrong podcast wrong uh, podcast That's uh uh <laughs> it's No Nothing Nerds After Dark uh our, for that one. That, that's our uh, that that's
1: our um that, that that's actually what we've been doing in our absence. We've been Yes, yes. Uh, our 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 canon After Dark has been really picking up. Uh and so each week we talk about a different MILF and Twitch yeah. has been like on a big Korean kick recently. So.
0: Um uh no it's a it's a really good one. It it it's it's, I like it better than uh, Old Boy um, because the revenge story that they tell in I Saw the Devil is so just brutal. It's mm. so absolutely brutal all the way through. Um, and it keeps you on the edge of your seat. You're not quite sure who to root for in that one. With Old Boy, you kind of have an idea of exactly that you're really rooting for the main character in this one. Um, but with I Saw the Devil, it's like really you have to really like kind of be okay with what the the hero of the story does um sure. to the the other guy in it um but it's it's really really a, a good one but squid game does a great job of that tension building and sure. like at by the end of it you're just like really like so this this per, and then like spoiler for anybody that hasn't seen it um uh, have you have you watched all the way through squid game i I haven't even seen the first episode I'm not gonna ruin it for you then uh, I, here's, the thing, I, here's the thing here's the thing honestly I'm probably not gonna see it okay I, okay I, yeah uh, yeah yeah well I called it from the beginning I knew I knew what was gonna ultimately happen from the very first episode um but uh the the fact that they even though I I knew was getting what was gonna happen, Um, The twist of it was that the old man that is a part of the games turns out to be the orchestrator of the games itself. But the fact that they made you fall in love with this old man Mm. so, so well. And like you're really rooting for this old man to like win out in the end and stuff. And even when he's quote unquote killed, um, you really kind of have your heart broken. Even though in the back of my head, I was like, He's the you're guy like, that orchestrated like, this. Yeah, like yeah, I understand yeah. that, but they really made you feel fall for this guy, and really hurt when he was taken out. Sure, 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 sure. Um, so yeah, that's that's my number four. Uh,
1: Love that. Love for, that. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I don't know. I, I kind of missed it, and B it's it just like it, it's not my type of of show and it's not yeah. be it's it's for no other reason than just like the concept of it is not like overly interesting to me yeah. I understand what makes it a great show and I've heard that it's incredible and all these things I'm just like it's not really like the kind of the kind of show that I'm looking for right now at least yeah. I might I might end up watching it someday but yeah. Um. <clears throat> all right, you've said a lot about this already, so I'll just very quickly say my number three is the French Dispatch. Yeah. Um. I've been excited about this film ever since he announced that he was working on yep. it. Yeah. Like it, it, I've I've been waiting for it for so long. Uh, it was great to see it. I think I saw it four times in theater. I'm looking at a poster of it right now in my room. Nice. Like I've, I've got. I've. <laughs> I, I, I'm completely. Uh. Completely in love with with everything. The characters are great. I would say I I, I agree with you that my. Favorite of those stories is the jail block one, specifically because of Tilda Swinton's character as she's delivering oh yes the, yeah, yeah, like, yeah 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 uh, that genuinely every single time I saw it was like seeing it for the first time. I thought she was incredible in that role. Uh, yeah. Honorable mention within this is uh, the uh, the last one where um, Jeffrey Wright goes to the um, oh, commissioner yeah. and yeah. they do that big long chase that's like animated yeah. and. That was, that had me in stitches again, every single time that I saw it was great. But again, to your point, they sneak in these like really deep moments, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and I, and I like, I like that. I like Francis McDormand's part where, uh, Timothy Chalamet is like, are you crying Mrs. Crevins? And she's like, no, it was because of a gas leak. And also I suppose I'm sad. And like, it's like those it's like those kind of moments yeah. like that. You're yeah. like, "Dang, like they, they he's yeah. got a lot to this." So, yep. um, so huge props to it. Incredible cast. And uh, yeah. again, it was the mo- it's the most Wes Anderson I've ever seen. Wes Anderson. Oh, be. yeah. Yeah. And uh it just like it gets me really excited to see what he does next. Like every yeah. single thing that he tackles every couple of years is like incredible. Um yep. And uh, and again, absolutely zero complaints about French Dispatch.
0: Yeah, Royal Tenenbaums uh, was probably my number one. Wes I remember you said that. Film. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one, most I think likely... I think
1: Grand Budapest is still my number one, but this is so close behind it. Like this yeah. is so close behind it. Uh,
0: my my rating goes uh, well. French Dispatch may be number one, but. Um, Relentless and bombs is was number one. Uh, then I kind of got to go back to Rushmore because it's it's one of his OG projects sure. um, that is it's still Wes Anderson still trying to figure yeah. out his yeah. his style, um, yeah. his voice completely. Um, so it's it's definitely not like what you would vi- it's. There's aspects of it that visually look like a Wes Anderson film for sure, but it's not yeah. fully at a Wes Anderson is yeah. today. Um, but then uh, uh, Grand Budapest would be number three um, but it may end up being where it's French Dispatch Royal Bombs, Rushmore and then Grand Budapest um, mine so. would have
1: to be yeah like French French Dispatch and Budapest is like the one or two and yeah. any given day they'll flip flop depending on which one yeah. I've seen more recently um, then Fantastic Mr. Fox because I can't not love that movie so 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 much I,
0: I know it's so good it's it's I don't know. It, yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely in my list of favorite, but he doesn't have a whole huge ton. So like, sure, like it's easy to get there in yeah. in top ones because yeah. I haven't seen minus Bottle Rocket. There has not been a Wes Anderson mil- film that I haven't enjoyed. Um, sure, like everybody really likes Bottle Rocket. It's his first real movie, um, but I just really couldn't get on board with it, um, partially because. Owen Wilson. I have a love hate relationship with him. There's (laughs) movies where I like him. Uh, And very much so, but in small doses. Like, uh, um, everybody loves Midnight in Paris. I wasn't a huge fan of that movie. It was like, it was okay. Mm. Mm. But yeah. 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 Anyways. You're um, number three, my friend. uh, Number three. Uh, Yellowstone season four. Being dropped hey! This year. All right, don't um, say anything. <laughs> not gonna say. Not gonna go into any story detail. Um, it's still like there's aspects of it that I think that like could have made it to where like ooh we're getting into some at ed- sketchy areas here as far as like is Taylor Sheridan going to kind of screw the pooch on this season? But there, there's just so much good about it, so much that continues on this crazy story yeah. and this crazy world that we're diving into. Um, there's aspects of it that are really, um, really feel a little too close to home. Um, mm. And it's kind of, uh, one of the things that I like about this season is that um, that What's the best way to say it is that there's a lot of people that are on the left leaning side of things that just looks at conservatives as crazy Trump supporter, MAGA supporters and stuff like that. Um, but and and they don't really think about the uh what what some of them are trying to do. And they also the other aspect of it too is that You have people that are on the left side that want these things to, like, they want the wilderness to be protected. They want to have um, uh, things done in a humane way and stuff like that. And they think that people, uh, specifically ranchers, that are more on the conservative side of things— that they just want to make a buck. They don't care about the animals. They don't care about the land. They just want to use it for their own purposes. And me growing up in Wyoming, I know that that is the farthest thing from the truth. Um, people that are on the right, they have a very much they have a love and respect for the land that I would say is even more so than people that are on the left. The people that are like the PETA supporters, the some of the environmentalists and stuff like that. Um, specifically ranchers, uh, and people that are like true conservationists and stuff have a deeper love for that, that wilderness and that land. Um, because that's, that's their home. That's literally where they live. That's how they make their money. Um, and I think that Yellowstone does a great job, a fantastic job of showcasing that world really well. Um, and I think that they do that really well in season four. And they shrew, they do a good job in this season of showing those two worlds line up. The left where they agree and where the conservative side where they agree on the same thing as far as when it comes to land and conservation. So I think that, that that's one of the things that I really like about this season so far. Um, it still has those great character moments that they've had in the previous seasons. Um, and crazy shit um, <laughs> and the characters still feel true to this world um, they they still have uh, pieces to say they have stories to discover and uh, reveal to us the viewer and stuff and I think that really goes hands down to Taylor Sheridan's storytelling ability um, and uh, how well he's planned out this show overall so. yeah.
1: yeah 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 I'm excited to get to that point yep. where we can actually have an open-ended discussion about uh Yellowstone. yeah yeah that'll, for sure that'll hopefully be sooner than later yeah that'll hopefully be sooner than later i have a lot of thoughts about um at least the direction where i think the show is heading presently yeah. in season one uh and I'm, I'm excited to open that dialogue so that'll be good number two yeah what's your number two sir this was this was tough this was very tough Yeah, the the the, the top three honestly were like soul crushingly difficult to the (laughs) point where to the point where there are some things that are on my honorable mentions that make me very sad that they're not on my top five.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you 100 percent because there aren't
1: there's not enough of a distance between number three and number one. You know what I mean? Like if yeah, yeah, yeah. It, if, if but I almost want if we did top 10s, A the episode would be 4 hours long and B I I don't know if I could fill 10 spaces, yeah. but I could yeah. easily fill like 6 or 7 and most of yeah. them are like these are the best three top 3 things that I've seen and like there are five or six things that fit into those slots. Yeah. So anyway, number 2 is Dune.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah
1: and i won't i won't talk about spoilers or anything like that but uh, but what i will want to say is the reason that this is on so high on the list is for a number of reasons as a standalone movie i don't think it's the best movie ever obviously mm-hmm. it would like the, the, there's no no one should be surprised to hear me say that as a standalone movie it, it relies too heavily on a part 2 it relies too heavily on a lot yes. of loose ends being tied up for it to be like a standalone film, which is why I really don't view it as a part one. And also I sort of, I think that something like that needs a film budget, but I almost want them to give it like a film budget in a TV show. Cause I, if they had done 10 episodes for the first book of Dune, I genuinely think it could be one of the best TV shows ever Yeah, because of what yeah. they could, what it would allow them to put 10 hours would give them so much time to focus on certain things. Yeah. Yeah. The reason Uh,
0: that yeah, you go, you go. Funny note on that is uh, my buddy, uh, my boss, uh, when we were discussing Dune, uh, he made the comment he's like, "Uh, most expensive uh, TV pilot episode ever. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think if it would have been a TV series, there wouldn't be any problem. I don't think there would be a problem.
1: I agree. I agree. But the reason that this sits so high on my list. Is specifically because, and this is really cool because this is this fits so well with the nerdy stuff, is this is the first time in my life that I have ever gotten the chance to see something that I've imagined in my head first by reading the book portrayed on the big screen.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And, like, gotcha.
1: I now see how people felt reading Game of Thrones before they saw the show, and I know how people felt... When, you like, you know, reading Harry Potter's before seeing the Harry Potter films, like, this is, this was my first time truly as, like, a coherent, living, breathing person. Yeah. Because Harry Potter was a bit different. I just don't remember reading the books when I went to see the movies. Yeah. But, like, this was the first time that, like, this was a thing that, like, I loved and cared so deeply about the book and did theory crafting of the book and, like, had notes yeah. written down about the book. And then to, like, see characters being, like, holy shit, like, that's the Baron? Like, that's what he looks like? Like, it yeah. was so. Every five minutes, I was just like like jumping up and down in my seat during that opening night, like just yeah. seeing all these things that I had imagined in my head for so long, that are then being portrayed on the on the screen. And as a book, as someone who's read the book a billion times, you can tell that Denis and the team really loved and respected the source material because it is so similar to how. Like there are things that happened exactly how I pictured them in the book yeah like like to the T exactly how I pictured them and you just know that like it wasn't just like the last airbender where like you give an elevator pitch to m night and he's like I'll make a movie out of that like yeah, no like yeah, Deneville yeah. knew like he took time to read these stories all the way through and to know where certain things pitched off or, or uh, paid off and like to see that respect was like the coolest thing in the world to me
0: yeah And I get that. I totally understand that from that perspective. Um, Yes. From uh, a lover of the book and stuff, why it's so up there. Um, But yeah, that's that's what I'll say. So I got a feeling that um, my number two is actually your number one. Uh, (laughs) So um, I'll just kind of dive into it, and then I'll give my reasons when we get to my number one uh, why this one's my number two. Why it wasn't your number one. And not my number one. Uh, My number two uh is Spider-Man no way okay. home okay um there's a there's a very good reason, even though like the the nerdiness in this movie <laughs> is absolutely mind-blowing. There yeah. is so much good about this movie um that any bad that I may have about it is totally fine. It's sure. totally understandable. Sure. and we talked a little bit about this we but did. Um, we get so many, like, there, there's a huge thing that came out of this and it's something that I realized, um, when I was talking to you about it, but, um, this is the big spoiler of the whole episode. Um, the, we get, we get so many payoffs to so many different things in this. Um, not just the fact that we could see, um, characters from the different Spider-Man franchises, in this movie, yes. um, but we get payoffs to uh, Peter Parker's character in this trilogy, the what's being called the, the home trilogy. Um, and then we also get payoffs for the other Spider-Man yes. characters like yes. the Tobey Maguire and spe- more specifically the Andrew Garfield, uh, uh, Spider-Man version. There's some great payoffs um, to their arcs in these types of, mo- in this movie. Um, My favorite, one of my favorite things, and this is where I had my big nerd moment when Luke and I saw this movie, uh, saw no way or not no way home. We saw far from home. home. Um, I had (laughs) a really huge uh, response to a huge moment in the uh, post credit scene when it was introduced that uh, JK Simmons was coming back to his role as uh, Jay Jonah Jameson. And I literally like yelled out in the, <laughs> the theater <laughs> and like Twitch, jumped Twitch, up out of Twitch my seat. Lost essentially. his mind in the theater. I, uh, I kind of had a feeling that they're going to do, uh, that they're going to bring back this character in, uh, no, uh, no way home, but it wasn't guaranteed. But when Peter Parker sits down with aunt may and happy, and they're talking with Peter's new lawyer and they reveal, uh, who else but charlie cox is matt murdoch daredevil i literally had a yell out in the theater and i jumped up and i was like all arms i was like yes yes oh, i uh, wish i had been there for that dude it was and and that was not the only moment that i had to oh yeah the film um even though i i knew i you know i knew for a fact that um, Andrew Garfield and, uh, Tobey Maguire coming back. I still had those moments. Like every 10 minutes was another, like yes. just giant nerd moment throughout yes. that entire movie. Um, having, uh, uh, Charlie Cox come back into the MCU, uh, was beautiful just because of the fact that like out of all the Netflix shows, like he's the one that was like, I was so saddened by when Netflix said that they Can't, were canceling when they dropped it, yeah. the Marvel shows. Because I was like, I want Charlie Cox to be part of the MCU. I really want him. Because, and this was the other thing that got paid off um, that same week, is that I really wanted Vincent D'Onofrio, his version of Kingpin, to also be in the MCU. Yeah. Um, There is so many great characters that came out of that run that I think that should be a part of the MCU. And thank God that we got two of the ones that I was really hoping for. We now have Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin in the MCU. And we also have Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Yeah, Because those two were so perfectly cast. Like I did like a lot of the casting choices for other Marvel Netflix shows. But those two by far were the best absolute Mm -hmm. one. And having that little like he had Charlie Cox had like a minute moment in that. Um, he is there for movie. 11 seconds. <laughs> like. But they caught, they got that little joke in there when the brick came through the window. So good. He just like, just grabs so it good. like right out of the hand. And Peter Parker is about to go to grab it. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm a really good it. lawyer. Loved it. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. It was such a good thing. The other aspect of it too, that was so good um, is the fact that like, it was so stuffed with characters. Yes. They handled the amount of characters in this movie Perfectly. way better than they did with uh, with Infinity War. Even yes. though I think Infinity War did a fantastic job uh, doing what they did, every character that was in um, uh, No Way Home, there was a story purpose for them being there. Yep. They weren't in and then they were out. Yep. Like, yeah, they did had a really kind of limit the amount of time like Doc Ock he didn't have a whole lot of time in the movie but there was a specific purpose he wasn't there was just an there emotional plant there was an emotional payoff yeah. like everything made yeah. sense he yeah. didn't just come um, and dip yep yeah. and they, they, they also gave them like the only the only two characters that I was like meh I could live without um, was Electro and Lizard like you know like they, they but they still had a character payoff yeah, um, Electro more so than the Lizard, but um, the, it was still really fantastically done. One of my favorite aspects, and and this is this is the conclusion that I came with came to after talking with Luke is I really dislike the Amazing Spider-Man run. I did hmm. not like the Andrew Garfield run of the Spider-Man. I thought he did a pretty good job of playing Spider-Man as far as being Peter Parker, not so much. It was like that whole like. Uh, uh, take the nerdy guy and make him cute again type deal with that. Like Andrew Garfield was already a good looking guy. <laughs> right. I didn't really buy him as this nerdy scientist yeah. dude. Yeah. And they try to make him be like an outcast. And was like, I don't buy it for a minute, dude. Like <laughs> you're not an outcast. Like I can buy uh Tom Holland cause he's so young looking and I can yep. buy Toby Maguire as being this outcast because he just looks goofy uh, <laughs> and is just like a shy personality <laughs> But Andrew Garfield, dude's charismatic as fuck. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> like, So I had issues with that. But they, I am glad that those versions of the Spider-Man franchise exist so yes. we could have No Way yes. Home. They walked
1: um, so that No Way Home could run.
0: I would be so happy to have suffered through five movies of the Amazing Spider-Man series. <laughs> just so that we could have No Way Home. And the best part about that was seeing that they they uh did a full arc for Andrew Garfield's yes. Spider-Man. Yes. That moment with Mary Jane when she falls so off the good. building and uh Tom Holland's Peter Parker Peter 1 uh is unable to snatch her up, but Andrew Garfield comes in and like swoops in and gets a redemption from what happened so in Amazing good. Spider-Man 2 so emotionally like i was like as andrew garfield was tearing up i was getting teary i was like i i i was (laughs) i i was tearing up and i
1: haven't even seen the andrew garfield spider-man like i haven't even seen those and that had an emotional impact on me yeah oh it was
0: so beautifully done every aspect of that movie as far as those character uh moments like yeah there's there's the issue with the spell like Doctor Strange should have known better. There's no doubt about that. Like, yeah, they should have yeah. set that whole thing up a little bit better. I get that. There, there's that side of yeah, things where yes. the story falls a little short. But outside of that, the characters were absolutely true to this world. They were true yep. to themselves, um, and what we kind of expect, uh, what we needed, and stuff. And the fact yeah. that they twisted it with uh, Aunt May's reveal of her her being killed off in this movie oh man Marvel like Kevin Feige I can't believe you kind of did that but I'm glad that you did and they gave us a new version of that line it was good to hear that with great power comes great responsibility it was good to hear that in this uh, in this uh, franchise because it's kind of a through line of that character it's been one of the biggest kind of uh of lines uh in the comics and in the movies themselves. Yes. But to hear it from a different character in a different time, like we didn't start off the series with right. it. We right. waited till the third one to really get yeah. that. And yeah. that was the moment where Peter really had a turn and yeah. change in from being and what they what I talked to uh, heard somebody talking about is that he goes from being um this boy, this kid to now really having to face like true life and death decisions yes. yeah. and become yeah. a man, yeah. so yeah,
1: yeah, I I I did have a problem with the spell thing. I texted Twitch about it, and I, yeah, I, I I've been I got increasingly more angry about it the the couple days after I saw it. Like it really really rubbed me the wrong way the first time that I yeah. saw it, but like it, it every single time that I've seen it since. It has gotten less and less like aggravating to me, and more and more yeah. just like like yep. I can I can accept that this is a decision that the movie made, and and yep. given that 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 is a reality, it was the best way that they could have handled that. Like, there's no yeah. other way I would have preferred them to to handle yeah that sort of problem happening. So, I think like barring that that issue, which re- and it really isn't like a huge deal anyway. Like no. that that was my biggest problem with it. It's n- it's not a huge deal. Like it really yeah. just isn't a big problem. Yeah. So so I can com- yeah. I completely agree with you there.
0: All right, on to some honorable mentions. Do Let's do some uh, honorable mentions, let quick. It. Um yeah,
1: so um I'll just sort of rattle mine mine off. Uh Lord Huron, an artist that I really like released their oh, yeah, um, yeah. fourth studio album. Um they only release albums every 3 or 4 years. So it's been a couple years since we had one. It'll be a couple more years now. They really leaned into this like old timey Western film in their in, oh, their, in nice. their album. And they even or excuse me, like a radio show. Like old timey radio show. And so like throughout the entire album you have these little like 30 second songs, songs I'll call them, where they yeah. have like a radio host announcing the next song or like talking about how good one song was and he cracks a couple jokes and at the end he's like that's all folks thanks for joining and like there's like <laughs> that static the radio static and like the how much they leaned into that really did well and yeah. the, the the whole album start to finish is a complete knockout for me so that was really nice. great um black widow marvel has like i'm slowly becoming like a gigantic marvel nerd which is really funny yeah. given like how <laughs> late to the party i was yeah. Um, but Black Widow is really fun to see in theater. Um, this is this is an interesting one, but it, I really did like it. it. Was No Time to Die, uh, the James Bond okay. movie? Yeah, um, I've seen No Time to Die and Casino Royale. Those are the only two James Bond movies I've ever seen. <laughs> But I had fun in the theaters. I had a lot of fun in the theaters. I went with two, like, huge James Bond nerds. They were dressed in yeah. suits to the theater. We went opening oh, night. Oh, that's awesome. And it, it, was just a, it was just a really good time. Uh, last o- honorable mention is the Euphoria Jules special episode, which came oh, yeah, out in yeah. January, almost a year ago. Um, yeah. But that was so good. God, those nice. two, like, character studies that they put out, it's literally the Jewels one. was. It's an hour-long therapy session. Yeah. and like that's that it, it's a it's a it's a bottle episode so it's just in that one area and yeah. god it was so good so touching so heartwarming i'm
0: very excited for the next season those nice. are my uh, honorable mentions so um i got a few a uh, few more than i did with my uh horrible mentions um marvel disney plus uh tv shows every single one of them i really yeah. liked um some i like better than the others Loki was the absolute winner of all four of them that are out or five of them. Um, And then people were hit miss with WandaVision. I like that one a lot because it gave us kind of the weird storylines that you don't, that you do see in the books, but you don't necessarily see in the TV shows or the movies. So I really like that one a lot. Um, Shang-Chi. I really enjoyed that movie. It was awesome to see those, the, um, the, the Kung Fu, the, the martial arts aspect really kind of showcased in the Marvel cinematic universe, black widow, uh, love the hell out of that movie, Scarlett Johansson. Um, I really liked that one a lot. Um, uh, Elena, God, I I will watch that movie over and over again just because of her. And then also, um, uh, uh, David, uh, what's his bucket? Um, uh, um, David Arbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. So, um, yeah, really love those ones. Uh, A music one I got for you, a band that I used to really follow really heavily uh, called The Ongoing Concept. They were not a hardcore band. They weren't a post-hardcore band. Um, They kind of just did their own thing. Um, They used a lot of different instruments. Like some of them, they would use like old ragtime pianos but then they would bring in pop aspects to it um their second album was called handmade and they literally chopped down a tree and made their instruments from the wood of that tree that's like completely the drum set is all built from the tree um and they use like funk they use uh 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 r&b all kinds of different things in their music but they kind of disbanded um, for a little while. And uh, at one point, there was only one original member left in the band. Oh, shit. Um, okay. And then they kind of uh, stopped doing music in 2018. They just announced uh, towards the beginning of December that they're coming back to put out music in 2022. Nice. Super excited nice. about that. Um, That's awesome. The last, the last honorable mention that I have is a... Uh, uh, announcement that Kevin Feige made uh, at D12 or D13, D23, whatever the fuck the Disney uh, <laughs> sure. investment was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um He announced that they were bringing back X Men 97, uh, which is going to be a, uh, a follow up to the X Men animated series from the 90s, which was oh, cool. one of the things that got me in love with comics and with the X Men. And the Marvel uh, uh, universe and stuff, um, so I'm super excited about that. Um, that's definitely uh, one of my favorite honorable mentions to put in there. Uh, didn't quite want to put it in the actual list itself, yeah. It, I, I, I think it. We need to see it before it can sure. be like, sure, yes, before yes. it's definitely there. But yeah, <laughs> so, that like
1: that original yeah. announcement is is great. Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh, yeah. So, all right, you're I, number one, sir. At, at this point, no, I don't think anyone's all that surprised. Um, <clears throat> the Tomorrow War, Chris Pratt, Amazon no Prime, way. number one. Mo- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was good, not number one, good <laughs> no, no, at all. No, I, I'm a I little didn't, shocked by that. <laughs> I I, 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 did, I didn't even see the Tomorrow War. I didn't even see it. I I was like, I was like, what's gonna be a really fun. Uh, pull the rug moment for for yeah for, i'll just i'll just we'll bring chris pratt back in for yeah uh, uh yeah no no way home for sure favorite favorite yeah. favorite nerd moment of the year um i'm uh, surprised that it wasn't your most favorite and now i'm actually kind of really concerned that unironically free guy is your most favorite nerdy moment <laughs> <of the> year because <laughs> you haven't even mentioned it yet so i'm i'm yeah. very concerned about that but we'll cross the bridge <laughs> when and if yeah. we get to it um there, there's not really a whole lot more that i have to add to what you said in yours um this is a franchise that i watched uh far from home first and this yeah. was before I had even seen Civil War. This was yep. before I had even seen the majority of these other movies. The first, Genuinely, like, I saw Iron Man. And then I think I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And then I saw Spider-Man Far From Home. Like, it yep. was very early on in my, yep. in my Marvel uh, watching experience. I, I wound up seeing it, I think, three times in theaters. And then I have since seen it, like, probably five or six more times. Uh, since it's come out far from home. Uh, and that was my introduction to Tom Holland to Spider-Man. Yeah. And there's just something about I might I might honestly just have a crush on Tom Holland. That might be honestly what it is, but I'm completely like head over heels for that entire series, the whole Spider-Man yeah. series. Yep. Last night was the first time I had ever seen Spider-Man homecoming. <laughs>
0: I still. No, that's funny.
1: That's I saw, funny. I I saw I saw No Way Home before I saw Homecoming. So that's I saw hilarious. I saw 2 3 and then I just watched 1. Um it, just that whole trilogy is is spectacular and I honestly like yeah. I I I don't know what I've been doing with my life not having yeah. seen these movies cuz they are so much yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh so like easiest number 1 spot. Uh I love the entire cast. I love Tom Holland. I'm excited to see what they do with uh with with future movies with him. Yeah. He has signed on for more. I just I don't know if yeah. they'll continue calling it home movies or if they'll do other ones or Yeah, um, I don't know. Whatever it's going kinda... to be. If if they go the Venom route, like that would be awesome to see him tackle that, but but far from or No Way Home was just like as close to perfect as it could have been. Yeah. Um and and so many moments for me that I didn't even like grow up with that still made me emotional, which is like really cool. Like, I think that's a testament to how good those movies are. If like someone like me, who's just getting into this universe can also be emotionally impacted by these moments. Like that's got to
0: say something. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah. Awesome. So yeah, my number one um, is a uh, free guy. Uh, Ryan it can't Reynolds, be. Guy. It can't be. You have it to be. It was absolutely no. I'm dead serious. Are it you seriously saying fantastic. right
1: now that you like the, free the guy meta meta more than No Way, way
0: Home? Um, no, I'm just kidding with you. Okay, I'm messing thank with you. God. I w- I was genuinely. <laughs> I was getting ready to just leave the Discord call.
2: No, it's not my number one. Thank I should have put
0: it with my honorable mention cuz I did have an absolutely fantastic time <laughs> with that movie. Um there was some aspects that I was like the the whole gaming like him uh creating it and stuff uh the uh Steve creating it. I forget the guy's I didn't, name even, see I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it. Yeah, it, it's it's good. It's funny, I liked it, but yeah. it's it's not it's not my number one. Okay, my dude, number I honestly, one,
1: hang on, I don't really even know what your number one's gonna be. I've been trying to think about it. I genuinely I thought funny. it was gonna be
0: No Way Home. I really well, didn't think we, it was gonna be that. We we've talked about it, but we we've talked about this pro this this franchise in not great standing because of recent history with it. Um Give you, Did that give you any insight? It really doesn't. Okay. All right. My number one is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, what? Yeah. There is a very specific reason why this is my number one nerd moment of the year is because this is my childhood wrapped yeah. up in yeah. chocolate and marshmallow, stay puffed, marshmallow man, um, uh, and all <laughs> its goodness. Yeah. Uh, this movie is a payoff to a payoff and a homage to one of the uh, is, is the thing that got me to be a film lover. Um, the very first Ghostbusters film um, I saw it when I was a kid, like when I was like four or five years old. Um, and it's what made me fall in love with movies. Hmm. Um, I, I have so much nostalgia wrapped up in this franchise. Um that when uh the two thousand fifteen I think that's when it came out, uh Ghostbusters came out, like it was heartbreaking. Like yeah. I did feel like they took a piece of my childhood and huh. I won't say raped it, but they they <laughs> But damn near they it put did. it on they put it on they they uh they lit it on fire and refused to pee on it to put the fire out. Sure. Um they they thoroughly so, disrespected it. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie, they they took their time, and part of it, I think, is because uh, 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 I think it's Jeremy Ritman, um, who is the son of Ian Ritman uh, or Ivan Ritman, uh, who directed the first two movies. Yeah, um, that he really took his time and took care of this franchise um, and gave it its due respect. And really paid homage to the original films. Specifically that of Harold Ramis, who wrote the the movies. Um, he was he may not have been the original writer. Dan Aykroyd was the original yeah, writer, yeah. but I have uh, but Harold Ramis was the one that really polished those movies up. And they gave hit they gave him such a homage to this movie. It was it was about him. It was about Harold Ramis's character, Egon uh Spangler. Um, even though Harold Ramis had, has been dead for quite a few years now. Yeah. Um, and I loved every second of this movie. It felt like it fit right in with the original movie. The second movie has got some issues and stuff, but like as far as being a sequel to the original movies, it feels like it's a part of that world. Sure. They did the humor correctly. Um, they did the scares correctly. Like There was genuinely like good, scary moments in this movie. Uh, that's something that was extremely missed from the uh, the 2015 Ghostbusters. Um I would I don't want to call it the Lady Ghostbusters, even though that's what people call it. Sure. Um uh but they uh the the humor felt like it was not there for the laughs um and just to be like tongue in cheek or slapstick, but it, it was tied to the characters, it was tied sure, to this sure. world and stuff like that. The world felt believable. I felt like the world was like a real thing, a tangible thing. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. just like over. It it wasn't hyper realism. It wasn't anything like that. Um, their, the the casting in it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I was a little bit concerned, even though I love him, with Paul Rudd being in the movie, but they they did it really <laughs> they, they, well. They, they, they worked it out yeah. really yeah. well. Yeah. Um the uh, cameos of uh, Ernie Hudson, uh, uh, uh Dan Aykroyd and uh, uh Bill Murray uh were really well done. Uh they they were handled way much better than the uh the other Ghostbusters uh film uh and it really paid off in a lot of moments in that last climactic moment. Hmm. Um, We got to see Harold Ramis, even though he was a CGI version. um, It didn't feel like the uncanny Valley, even though his image was definitely different from what he looked like uh, at the end of his days and stuff like that. But it was still looked like Harold Ramis. And uh, even though we didn't hear him speak, like I literally, this is no joke. I cried. Oh. I cried hard at the end of this movie. Like I was just like, I, I needed tissues. I was sure. glad I was at the Alamo <laughs> to have the napkins that they brought out with my popcorn because they were, they were, they were thoroughly soaked by the time they, they the were a flow on that movie. Yeah. Um, I really, uh, kind of, I, I would be completely satisfied if they don't do a sequel to the movie Although it kind of feels like they're going to they're do a sequel to the movie, okay. um, but because of just the way that the movie did, it was it was a nostalgia movie done in the right way. Similar to how like Stranger Things that first season was definitely a nostalgia trip show. Yeah, like yeah. it was it was meant to feed on Peach's, people's nostalgia. Stranger Things season one did a fantastic job with that, and I think Ghostbusters Afterlife. Also did a fantastic job with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's why it's my number one and not Spider-Man. Sure. So yeah. Well,
1: I'm glad that you had that moment. I'm definitely glad that you had that moment. I didn't see Ghostbusters, but I also don't have the history with Ghostbusters that you have. So Uh, it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. I haven't
0: seen a single Ghostbusters yet. So I thought you saw the, the lady Ghostbuster movie. Oh man. Okay. It's not worth a watch. I'll tell you that for (laughs) sure. It's not worth it. Um, so, um, so, yeah, that's our uh, that's wrap-up on that's our year uh, best interview. and worst moments of 2021. Um, we, hope we had a lot of guys, bleed over. We did. We did. Um, there was a lot of great stuff that wasn't on the list. Um, yes. But uh, you may have differing opinions than us. And if you'd like to let us know, drop that in the uh, chat um, on uh, SoundCloud or iTunes, wherever you get the... Podcast from or hit us up on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Know Nothing Nerds, um, Twitter at KN Nerds, and then on shit. What's the other ones that we got? Um, email. Email. There we you go. Gmail. Email us. Know Nothing Nerds at gmail.com. <laughs> God dang, man. It's been a while since we've done this. <laughs> yeah, so. It's been uh, two months since so we've had to do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then if you want to pass us around to your friends, um uh like you pass on your korean milf porn nice porn to your friends to, uh to our can after dark yeah um go ahead and uh uh hit, hit up your friends let us let them know that we exist that we're still around kicking uh doing uh doing the podcast things and um, tell them yeah. to give us money because i guarantee yeah. you if, if if everyone
1: gave us twenty thousand dollars i would do this every day twitch we would release I a would new episode. Too. We yes. would release a new episode every single day. There would be no problem
0: on that side. I'd Zero be like, problem I, I will that. be I would be happy to do that even if I don't have anything to talk about. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. And, yep. You know. Yeah. So, so give us plenty, your money.
1: There's plenty of Korean MILF stuff that we could talk about every single day if need be. So
0: Hey, I we think. still need to do a Hensai episode yes, at point. Yes, we do point. still so, need to do a uh, episode. <laughs> at some point. And we we will do our best to make it non gross. I don't know how to make it non-gross, but we'll try. We'll find a way. We'll try our best. You and I are are classy folk. We're a classy group of people here. I do know that we got some big nerdy things that are coming up soon um, right around the corner uh, with some projects that are coming up. Um, I know that we got Doctor Strange. Um, We kind of missed the boat on doing a full uh, Spider-Man episode um, yes, or we did talk Doom. about it ad nauseum today. Yeah, um, totally did. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but there's definitely some bigger projects that are coming up at some point. We may even do, like, I, as much as I don't want to watch it, I do think it may be worthwhile to do a uh, look at the Matrix um, just because of how big reboots on uh, mm. um, that's true. things are. That is um, true. It may be a good one to look at. Um but uh, uh I do think that um, we got some good uh good movies that are coming up uh uh that could take a good look at. Like uh I think we might want to do Scream. Oh, uh gosh. that may take in place of uh doing a Matrix uh look at. Okay. Um, but uh but yeah, just looking at those movies that are starting to yeah. get rebooted yeah. again. Um, we could do a re- we could do a reboot past
1: we could do a reboots episode and do scream and matrix oh
0: yeah there we go um, there we go a-
1: and we could also shoehorn spider-man and dune in that because those are also both technically reboots so yeah yeah <laughs>
0: for sure all right um that's gonna be it for us um we will uh be back at some point um but until then bye, bye bye
2: Let's uh-huh. Let's uh-huh. uh-huh.